Fridge Guys. Alright, welcome back to, this is episode 16 of the Fridge Guys podcast. Uh, today is May, I don't even know what day it is, May 14th, 2019. Um, got a couple new guests in the uh, Danes Horror Man Cave studio basement. Um, we have uh, Charlie and Vince with uh, Basement Creators Network. Thanks for having us, man. What's up? That's Charlie. Hey. That's Vince. What's going on? <laughs> well, thanks for uh, joining me on an episode here. Um, couple, it was a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month, I can't remember. I was on Nebraska Beer 30, and coincidentally, today that uh, episode got, got put up on the uh, Nebraska Beer 30 podcast, um, and the, the, the producers of that podcast are also the... Are you guys the the owners of Basement Creators Network? Is that uh, yeah, founder, yeah, co-founders, co-founders. I don't know how people, you... guys who make it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's the probably more accurate title. <laughs> we call ourselves the Stream Team. Oh, there the BCN Stream, stream team. team. That's it. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Well, um, you guys are on the Fridge Guys podcast now, so. Um, this this isn't gonna be to the point thirty minutes. We're gonna sit and we're gonna talk and we're gonna drink some beers. That sounds good I'm, to me. Yeah, I'm game. All right, you guys, uh, craft beer connoisseurs? Not a connoisseur. I'm a I'm a fan. Um, I actually lived with Grady for several years um, during while he was working at Johnson Brothers and things. So I was very close to uh, you know the <laughs> the ultra craft beer lover scene, but. Um, it's the, it's a lot to take in, man. I just like what I like and uh, stick to those kind of, so. All right. Well, I like to just share beers um, with the people that are on the podcast, so I'll just I'll crack open beers out of the fridge here. Um, we'll drink the beers, talk a little bit about it, and then uh, we'll get to know you guys a little bit and Sweet. find out uh, kind of what you guys are doing there with the Basement Creators Network and how that got started. Well, cheers to this one. What, what do we have first? Yes, cheers here, fellas. Um, right now, uh, first beer we opened up is uh, from Aslan Beer Company. It's called Special Drops, The Implication. It's a double IPA, 8.5% ABV. Aslan Beer Company, they're out of uh, Virginia. So mm. You can't buy this one here. Um, I've got some friends out on the East Coast that uh, like to send me some d- delicious beer, so... I will drink it anytime. Yeah, yeah, of course. You mentioned you were in like some trade groups for beers. Uh, how how many groups would you say you're in? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> too when most of your Facebook feed is is beer related stuff, it's too many. I don't know, man. Compared to my Facebook feed, that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a dream come true. Right. Yeah. No, I uh, I I love to trade beer because I just love to try new things. I like to help other people try things that they can't get. I mean, a lot of our beer here in Nebraska isn't distributed far and wide. Um, I think some of the, like Nebraska Brewing Company and, and Blue Blood are some of the, the biggest distributors of their beer. So, Blue like, Blood is. Yeah, they, they distribute most most of the Big Ten. You know, we're in the, we've got the Husker Corner over here. So the Big Ten football watching, most of that uh, that blueprint that they I don't think they get out to the east coast like Jersey or anything like that mm-hmm. where Rutgers is but 
Like uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I went to uh, Blue Blood for the first time probably two weeks ago, toured mm -hmm. the caves. I thought it was interesting that the cave tours did not also include like a brewery tour. Yeah. So, oh, really? Because I honestly thought the, the brewery was like in the cave, but it's totally separate. Yeah. 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 Still really cool. I don't, if you they haven't some, been there, I'd highly. They have some it. barrel storage down there, I think, in the cave. Yeah, right. Right when you go down there, that first entrance, they have like a little barrel room down yeah, there so yeah. you can pour some barrel aged beers. Oh, and they have a few barrels sitting there, but I actually had uh, had Brian and Ralph the last time I did a podcast. They they were my guests, and uh, that was a pretty fun podcast. Those guys were they like to drink and make fun <laughs> of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the owners, the brewers, both? Uh, yeah, Brian was the owner, and Ralph is like the head of sales. So, yeah, it was interesting. Talk. Most of the, brewer, the breweries I've talked to, I've actually talked to the head brewers. So that was a little different mm. of, a, of a podcast there. But uh, what do you guys think of this, this beer? Are you guys uh, IPA fans? I love IPAs. Big yeah. IPA fan. Uh, this is nice. I would say it's... Thick orange is how I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I like a hazy IPA. Oh yeah, this is a big New England style. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of citrus notes. Um, I mean, it's eight and a half percent, and <laughs> no kidding. So that'll yeah. get you feeling nice. Wow. Yeah. Rather yeah. quick. Wow. We start off pretty pretty easy here. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a beer connoisseur, what is it, what do you normally gravitate to? It does. I mean, I just grab in the fridge and drink whatever I pull yeah. out. It, I don't. I don't really care too much. Um, super hot days. I'm. I'm probably not drinking barrel aged stouts. But then again, if I drink a few, I might crack one open at the end of the night. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, lately, lately I've been drinking IPAs, but also some fruited sours. I've been drinking a lot of fruited sours lately, and some gozas and stuff like that. Mm. What's a goza? Uh, that's a, a beer brewed with salt, um, mm. so it's it's sour or tart, but it also has kind of a, a salty finish to it and stuff like that. So is the salt meant to like bring out the sweet? Yep, yep. Very cool. Yeah, I don't. I might have some in here. We might get one. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I know. I know what I taste, but I don't know what I taste sure. as far as like terminology and whatnot well yeah so. and it's hard for me to like separate you know this is obviously really citrusy and like it has i don't know i can't it's hard for me to separate and find those individual profiles sure yeah. as long as it tastes good yep that's hey. all i care about and i mean that's really all that really matters i mean do you like the beer it tastes good do you want to drink it again mm -hmm. all right that's 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 what i'm all about i we on the fridge guys sometimes we get a little uh a little more you know craft beer terminology on here but sometimes i just you know it tastes good drink it yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah me and uh, when i was living with grady we were homebrewing for a little bit um just doing like extract kits and stuff for sure. the most part uh i think i think towards the end of us living together we were starting to get into some like brewing in a bag stuff but um the, beer, the stuff we made was okay, but it was never like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like I I gotta remember that recipe type thing. But it was kind of it's it's a fun process to do. You, do you homebrew at all? That I do not because I already have a beer problem. Yeah. And, and so if I started to make it, yeah. <laughs> I already have too much beer to drink. Let alone then I'd have to drink all my own beer. I mean, I already 
I already give away lots of beer and share with people, and then I'd just be pushing more beer on people, and then they'd probably call the cops on me. All right, sir, you've turned into a bar. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No no longer a podcast. Yeah, I've actually, uh, I've been contacted by Untapped. I know I talked to them Mm. about them. It's that uh, social drinking app on phones. I've been contacted by them before, and they were like, "Um, do you want to have a verified venue? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you, you, there's been a lot of check-ins to to this place, Patton's Pool and Drool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's just my house. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. I was like, uh, it's not really a bar. I don't sell anything, so. Did they let you verify it, though? No. Oh, oh dang. I, I mean, I guess I could have brought, it probably cost money, and I wasn't going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose it, unless it gave you some awesome exposure for the podcast. No. Yeah. I, yes. I yeah. hope to change it to the Fridge Guys yeah. Horror Studio or yeah. something. <laughs> so, um, so how'd you guys get uh, hooked up with Grady on, on Nebraska Beer 30? Like, how'd that get started over there? Uh, well, Grady's my cousin, so um, he had been talking for a long time about wanting to start a podcast. Uh, he's a big podcast fan. Both of us, really, we uh, listen to things like Fighter and the Kid and... Um, Theo Vaughn, Chris D'Elia's podcast, a lot of comedy podcast stuff. Um, and he had always talked about wanting to start his own. And at the same time, Vince and I were kind of starting this uh, Basement Creators Network deal. And it was it was kind of a natural progression. We just had all the gear and he had the idea and was, was willing to, you know, go book the guests and do all that sort of stuff. So, um, Okay, so so how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, B, can we just say call it BCN? So BCN. Yeah, sure. yep. I'd actually even prefer that it's called BCN. BCN. I mean, it's it's a lot easier to remember, and that's the basement element of it is just the fact that right now we're in the basement. in the basement, but yes. we'd love to expand beyond my basement. <laughs> um, so I'd say probably a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. Um, Charlie, myself, and Will McGuire, we were kind of sitting around and we're like, you know, we're, we've been wanting to play in a band together for a while. Beautiful. We Woo. drinking beer or champagne. <laughs> um, but we didn't really want to have, we didn't really want to play out. And so we were trying to figure out ways that we could play in this band, but not necessarily gig, but also still have people listen to us. And so we're like, well, maybe we could start like an online band where we just do a song a, m- a week and see how that goes. And we started recording ourselves and doing this, and we're like, you know, that'd be really cool to to get other people involved in what we're doing. Um, and so, uh, over the course of a year, we kind of went to the threshold of our ideas and pedaled back, and went to the threshold again and pedaled back, and eventually landed on something that is pretty sustainable, which is bringing in a band every single Wednesday night at eight o'clock, uh, playing playing a set and we've kind of changed that as we've gone so now bands are actually playing like three mini sets and in between each of those sets we talk with the people who are tuning in because uh, we really want to highlight the fact that this is like an interactive type platform where you're able to talk to the bands and you know participate in the stream as opposed to just it being a concert that you're watching and so bands come in they're playing three sets and then we go and release all those videos on YouTube um, we've kind of changed. Ultimately, what we're doing is we're finding what works best sure. and we're making adjustments. Yep. So <clears> up <throat> until this week, tomorrow, we're going to probably start putting out uh, new clips uh, for the last band that we had on, Pure Brown. Shout out. 
Um, up until last week, we're going. We have been just putting out every individual song on YouTube. So we've already released like a hundred and fifty music videos. Yeah. Wow. Um, but what we're going to try instead is releasing those sets. So it'll be longer video clips of three songs. And then we're going to take individual songs, like our favorites from the night, and we're going to put them out on Facebook. So we kind of like diversify our content and get more people watching on different platforms. Yep. So I don't know where that question started, but <laughs> that's just, that's how I think about this. It's just always <laughs> a train of thought of like, okay, what should we be doing? Yeah. What are we going to, you know, and you can just get me down a rabbit hole real quick. <laughs> No, uh, so tomorrow night is it Emily Bass? Is that who's tomorrow night? Emily Bass. Yep. Yes. And she's got her full band with her, so it's gonna be we're gonna be in the basement, uh, and I think there's eight people in the band. Eight people. We oh, had Gerardo Mesa. Gerardo yeah. Mesa in the Dead of Night had seven people, and we're like, okay, we're never gonna we're never gonna have a band more than that. Well, hold <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of a beer here, quickly, um, we finished off that double IPA. Um, now we're on to um, Speciation Artisan Ales. This is the Fall... I don't know how to say this. Flogenic? Flogenic? Something. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Fodor-aged Solera Sour Ale with tangerines. So you like sours. This this liquor is sour. All right. It's from uh, Michigan. Doesn't have an ABV on it though. Mm. I don't know if I should be concerned about that or not. It's probably fairly low with it being. A no, this place. is. Um, you know, normally sours are kind of hit or miss for me, but um, this is like some of them just are too sweet. I think, um, and it's more about like a sweetness rather than this sort of. This has a really like kind of puckering. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, this is really good. I agree with that. I think the sours that I've disliked are ones that are definitely going more toward the sweet. Mm -hmm. And I like that feeling. And that's probably why I like IPAs is that feeling of drinking an IPA versus, you know, something thicker. Yep. But this gives you that sour pucker all the way down the throat. Phylogenetic is what it's called. I don't know what that means, but it's too big of words for a guy that <laughs> likes to drink. <laughs> A lot of tangerine in this, though. For sure, yeah. yeah. Very, very citrusy. So, do you understand, like, how beer is brewed? How is a sour made as opposed to... So, this one is Fodor-aged, which a Fodor is like, like, you know, a barrel is like 50, some, 53 gallons or something like that. A Fodor is like a giant barrel, like 300 mm. gallons or something like that. A swimming pool. Yeah, it's just a, a giant barrel. So they age it in air. So I don't really know what a Solera sour ale means, but you know they they throw a bunch of different. They let the, the bugs do the work. They let the, the yeasts and the breaths and the, all those things that aren't supposed to like be in beer. They just let those things uh, do their work, and that's how you get a, a sour beer. And then they threw tangerine in there too to. Man. Uh, and it's really good. I really enjoy this beer. So, are, do you have you um, um, blanking on the name a cicerone? Are you have you ever thought about doing a cicerone? Well, I'm I'm a I'm just a certified beer server underneath the cicerone, but I've thought about it. But I mean, those guys like that's what they do. Yeah. Like 
this is just, I mean maybe at some point I'll do it but this is really just a hobby just a passion you know yeah I, I pour beer once a week we talk about you know over at Cosmic Eye but uh, I'm not I'm not ever gonna be like a full on yeah do that for a living or anything like that yeah I still haven't been into Cosmic Eye I need to get over there yeah Thursday night I'll be there okay come on Thursday in. nights right. good to know that's right open to close usually cool and normally I post on Facebook when I'm going to be there so my friends can come in and have some drinks with me. Sweet. I can't drink, but yeah. I can uh, I can serve them. <laughs> is that I can pretend. Is that a is that a law in Nebraska that bartenders can't drink? Is that Nebraska wide or is that Lincoln? Uh, I think it's well because I think that I thought, I and maybe maybe it's just a person who it didn't. Might, it might just be ignored in yeah. smaller towns. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, Omaha. I think uh, I know it's definitely a city law. I don't know about the whole state. Okay, but I think maybe. I think I'm pretty sure in Omaha, or maybe it's just the bartender didn't as a criminal, but uh, <laughs> they were taking shots with people and stuff. Oh yeah, that happens <laughs> in every bar. But yeah, brewery. We try to be a little bit more. We're not, we're not a bar. We're a brewery. So For you're sure. coming to. You're not going in to get do shots and get hammered. You're yeah. going in to enjoy some craft beverages that that uh, Sam and the crew painstakingly brewed and and are there for your enjoyment. Yeah. How long has Cosmic Eye been around? Well, um, since uh, beginning of October. <clears throat> so. So real new. Yeah. How have they been doing? Yeah, no, it's it's been steady. Um, you know we're. They they uh, they're producing new beers almost every other week. It seems like nice. So they have ni- nineteen beers on tap right now, and always have events going on over there. So it's a real good time. Um, food trucks all the time, Fridays and Saturdays, Sundays, and it's a huge place. You can bring your own food in. So there's nice. a lot of people that do that. <clears throat> there's game nights and stuff like that. They just had the they just had a heavy metal hair prom thing the other night. <laughs> nice. I didn't. I don't have hair, but I didn't go to it. <laughs> Um, but uh, the pictures look pretty awesome from what they did. So, so they have like a stage. Yeah. Well, in the in the back, they they had like a well, they, they had music going, and it was just they decorated like a high school prom. Oh, was, nice. It, it That's was, funny. It said Cosmic High on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so it's great. They had a photo booth and stuff like that. They're well, fun. They're fun people over there. Cool. Yeah, I've got to get in there soon. Most definitely. So, let's back to BCN. So, this got started, you said, a year, year and a half ago, you guys have been doing this. And you already have, like, 150 videos out there? Yeah. That actually, that portion only started two months ago. Holy mackerel. We've yeah. only been work, working with bands for about two months. Yeah. So, like, yeah, when this whole thing started, it was kind of, like Vince was saying earlier, we, we wanted to just start an internet band, basically, and not have to gig around and play shows, but... The more we did that, it was like, <clears throat> then we thought about, oh, we could, you know, we could live stream, and that would be our version of a live show. Uh, but then we started thinking, you know, how can we, maybe we can use this, this platform for something that's more community focused or kind of. We talked a lot about how Nebraska, kind of gets looked over when it comes to entertainment stuff, um, and so to to sort of, you know, Vince and I have both been in the music scene for a long time, so. Just to know, um, to know the talent that's here right in Lincoln. Um, one of my favorite band, I mean, favorite bands of all time. A few of my favorite bands of all time are from right in here in Lincoln. So, just to be able to offer those bands a platform to kind of show how they sound live, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, make some money while they're at it too. So, move that mic a little closer to you. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. I went to school for audio engineering. Yeah. So things. <laughs> Sorry. So that's that's how I kind of got. Uh, so Charlie, he's the he's the design guy. Charlie puts all the visual stuff into play, and then I focus more on the audio. We have a guy named Chris Steffen who runs sound, who has just kind of started to run sound for every stream. Um, but he was kind of my mentor back when I was just getting into audio engineering, which was my freshman year in high school. Um, and he, it was never expected for him to hop on and be a part of what we're doing, but he's just having such a fun time being there that uh, he's just going to be a part of it. Uh, and so if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll actually see that sometimes we go out to a studio and record, and that's called Studio PH, um, and he owns that. And so when we want to, when we have like a super loud band or something like that, we'll go out there just so that we're not, I'm not, you know, driving the neighbors. <laughs> So no, no complaints yet, but uh, no complaints yet. We try to end before ten. Yeah, because legally they can't complain until yeah. after ten. <laughs> well, well, they can complain all they want, but legally they can't right. do anything about the it. The cops yeah. won't show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you could probably get pretty loud down here, and I don't even think my wife would hear us. So, yeah, this man. is a really, really cool room. <laughs> really cool setup. I love this kind of sub basement feel. Definitely. Yeah, every time people people come down here. They come down the stairs, they come around the corner, and they go, oh, wow. When they come around the corner, they go, oh, wow. And they're like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how many how many uh, levels technically is your house? Six? Uh, <laughs> with four basements? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's multi-levels. So yeah. That's just what I call it. I can make it up to my bed from here. <laughs> that's all, yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> and there's a very good chair to sleep in there if I don't. Yeah, perfect. So I'm loving all of the um, the horror movie posters down here, and I got to ask you, what your favorite horror movie has been recently? Oh, recently. I consider I I I really like scary movies, but it I get that like it's hard for me to, and I think it's just a defense mechanism you know to not suspend that disbelief during a movie because it you get too freaked out or whatever i i just love being scared like but i haven't seen a really good like scary movie in a while yes the most recent <clears throat> scary movie that i really enjoyed um dang because i always think back to some like i just watched one of the purge movies the other day i mean they're all right. They're mostly just like gore, violence. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, a wasted opportunity, because the concept of the purge yeah. could have been sick. Yeah. For and sure. I think they just were like, uh, you know, how violent can we make it? But it's like, no. Think about like think about it. The purge actually happened. Yeah. The kind of like, just chaos that would yeah that could be. I know. That's why I was excited for the one the newest one is called the first purge. So, like I was like I thought they were gonna really get into like. You know the political side. Yeah, the politics yeah. behind yeah. how yeah. that happened. And they and they just scratched the surface just a little bit and said, "Oh, you know the new," because it was like you know Republicans, Democrats are running the the country on the ground, and there's this new group called the, the 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 four founders or founding fathers or something like that. And um, original. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they they barely scratched the surface, so I. It could have been good. It wasn't that great, though. Yeah. Then it just it was like a gore fest for a little while, and then it ended. But um, what's uh, 
Hereditary was pretty decent. Oh, I've uh, heard I've heard good things about that. I haven't seen that one yet. That was that was pretty decent. Um, I want to I want to see us uh, the us movie. Yeah, I hear that one's really good. But you, did you see Get Out? Yeah, I thought Get Out was great. I think that's like that's the kind of scary movie that it's like not it, it doesn't you don't know where it's going and it's more of like a social. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a social thriller almost. Sure. Um, I think that's yeah. I I love Jordan Peele's. I'm super excited to see us because he's a he's a fantastic director. Yeah. Well, it's only his second movie. Yeah. No, yeah. Movie. Yeah. No kidding. But you know, some of my favorite like House with Thousand Corpses. I love that Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. The way he makes those movies, Devil's Rejects, one of my favorite ones. Um, you know, I started watching horror movies when I was three years old. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. It was the first horror movie, one of the first movies I ever watched as a kid, and it just kind of escalated from there. And then I had to wait till 2003 to see Freddy vs. Jason, and you know I waited for that for about 15 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you think when it came out? I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Man, I remember... It's, a, it's not a good movie at all, folks. But no. <laughs> I waited 15 years for yeah. it, so it was awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, I was probably, I mean, I was probably, geez, I don't remember. I was I was going to a buddy's place for a sleepover when I was a little kid, and my little brother wanted to tag along so bad, and so he whined and whined until he could go. My parents caved in, His my buddy's parents caved in, okay, he can go to the sleepover. And so he <laughs> comes to the sleepover, and we're like, okay, we're going to watch a, we're going to stay up really late and watch a scary movie. And the scary movie was Freddy vs. Jason, which really isn't, like, scary. It's more just, like, a slasher mixed with, like, a fight scene, you know, action movie type thing. Yeah. But my brother cried and cried and cried <laughs> because he was so scared, and he ruined the movie for us. We couldn't end up watching it. I was like, God dang it, Sam. <laughs> So when you're looking for a horror movie, are you looking more for that that gore or more of that psychological horror that Oh, I watch I I watch just about every horror movie that that's out there, so I just I don't know I don't know why. I mean, most of them are just terrible movies. But I just like to see if something's actually going to scare me maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of uh did you see Cabin in the Woods? Yes, I loved Cabin in the I loved that too. Yeah. It was uh it was it was like when I watched it I was like this thing is incredible. There there hasn't been a movie like this for how long? Yeah. And yeah. It's still really good. We try try to watch it at least once a year. Yeah, it it uh it played into a lot of those old kind of horror movie tropes a little bit and I was like, "What's going on?" But then it break free from that a little bit. I'm oh, like, yeah. "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" And it was just like new age. And, yeah, and yeah, for sure. A lot of technology-based stuff. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. I've I've talked about having a, a movie podcast before because I could I've watched so many movies and I love movies. But dude, that would be cool. That'd be super cool. I know uh, I know a guy who would be glad to join in. Me and so I have I have some other buddies that do another podcast that's about movies. It's called Sots Watch, and uh, one of my good buddies, Doug, he's actually been on Fridge Guys a few times. I think we're gonna start doing a Nicolas Cage podcast. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna live watch Nicolas Cage movies and like Mystery Science Theater. Nice. Oh, <laughs> excellent. 
Man, I know some guys that could help you with that too. We used to we used to have what we called cage night at my old uh, living with my cousins. Grady was one of them. Yeah. Man, get Grady started on a cage night. He will go off, man. Yeah, because I think he's in ninety percent of the movies that are made. So. Yeah. <laughs> just all of them. Yeah, man. There's some there's some deep cut old cage movies that are just terrible, terrible movies. But wow, this this is a step up from what we've been drinking here. Holy. Just the nose on it alone. Yeah, no kidding. Smells like this could be a problem later. <laughs> this, um, this is a clown shoe. So we finished the the we just we we run through them here in the fridge, guys. So yes, uh, this is the clown shoes. Um, the ballad of Minnie Quay. That's delicious, is what it is. Whoa, it is delicious. <laughs> I, I, don't, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm not going to say that, but it's <laughs> a, it's an old ale aged in brandy barrels. So we'll give it a. That's really good. It, it's got a. You can tell it's got some booze in it. It's boozy <laughs> and it's malty as all you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, get get a lot of toffee and caramel. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm tasting that caramel in the finish. Yeah. You know, it almost smelling it. It almost smells like tequila. Yeah, I I don't know what they must have used cheap brandy barrels here. It has like a, it has that kind I'm of, a fan of tequila. So tequila bitterness smell to it. <clears throat> maybe, I don't know how to explain maybe that, that agave sweetness or something yeah. like that. See, the more I drink, the more of a uh, craft beer connoisseur. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And this Maybe it's just the more confident you become. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then this one's eleven percent, so Yeah. Oh boy. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're not drinking the whole thing, we're sharing it. Mm-hmm. So I like that I like that element of mm-hmm. what you have going on. Yeah, you get a I mean, yeah, they might be bigger beers, but you're not drinking the whole one. You're drinking you know, what are we drinking? About uh six ounces, seven ounces here each. Yep. So <clears throat> so I, I just saw uh, Grady uploaded your episode today, um, and he posted a clip about how uh, when you go on Dane's podcast, you know, it's like an hour and a half, two hours long, and you leave there, you know, out drinking after that long. What's the longest podcast you've done so far, and what's the most beers you've had on a podcast so far? Mm, I think we've done one almost three hours. Wow. And which one do we was it maybe the Moran's guys, the 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 Bomb Brothers? We probably, well, we drank a lot of beers on the podcast, and then then when the mics went off, like we kept drinking, and then next thing I knew, it was like one a.m. Oh jeez! Like, Damn, we've been drinking since eight thirty, guys. Like, and this whole table is full of beer. Nice. Oh man! <laughs> like, like I got to work in the morning, like in four hours. Let's get going. Oh man. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think I don't think maybe I've done over three hours, but it just kind of depends on how the conversation's going and uh, you know what there is to talk about. You know, the first couple of times that I did one of these podcasts, you know, I you know I kind of mentioned um, on on Gray's podcast that you know the idea kind of came from my friends from Three Beers Later. Uh, I've had uh, they they came, we did a sour fest, we just drank all sour beers down here one day. And then they were going to take a break for a couple weeks. And I was like, well, because they do a weekly podcast. And I said, well, if you guys are going to go on break, I've got the equipment. Let me just invite some of the people that are listeners. 
and we'll just do like a friends of podcast. Sweet. Um, we'll talk about you guys and just kind of keep <coughs> the things rolling. And so the first two that I hosted were technically called Friends of 3BL, three beers later. And yeah, they were incredibly long. They were like two and a half, three hours long. And uh, we drank way too many beers and just just talked about what the, the two guys that I had on, they were, they were wrestling fans, so they talked about wrestling for God knows how long. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> Next. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I actually, I think I left to go to go to the bathroom, came back like, you guys are talking about wrestling again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave you unsupervised. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I, I like to host beer shares all the time, and and just me and my buddies sit around drinking drinking different beers, talking about the beers, um, you know what uh, what we think about them, and just kind of what's going on beer events that's that's going on in town. And I was like, well, I can incorporate that into the podcast. There's nothing really like that. I mean, there's other beer podcasts out there, but nothing like locally that's yeah. that, that we talk about. Kind of a this this community of beer, yep. uh, craft beer community, and 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 that and. And since I'm involved with a lot of that stuff, I have a lot of connections with the brewers and, and the owners of that kind of stuff. So it was just a good outlet for that. For sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, I mean, sometimes on shares we'll open up 30 different bottles, but you don't probably want to listen to that. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're in the business of producing podcasts in a way. Yes. And so I'm... You know, my focus and my my interest is like <clears throat> analytics, distribution. Like, what are your ideas on like growing this thing, or what what do you want to grow this thing to? So, what would you like to see Fridge Guys become? If you had, if you could snap your fingers and it was the perfect podcast that you could produce, uh, what would it be? Well, the first thing I'd like to do is uh, maybe have like a logo. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know a guy. I, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> I. I so I am not a creative person that I feel like, but like not creative that that way. Um, so when I got this thing going, I was just like, let's just do it. Like I'll buy the equipment. We can sit here and talk and do that. And I'm like, well, then I gotta like figure out how people are gonna listen to it, and then put it out on you know Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, all those places. And that was one of the reasons I used Three Beers Later because they already had a. They have a an audience built in, so this is a little bit more craft beer <clears throat> centric to, to those those li- listeners, and and then I've I've gained some listeners just because they know who I am, or, or they just you know want to hear about different beers that people are drinking, and so I don't know what what I want this to be. Um, you know, I've I've really enjoyed the couple times I've actually went on on like scene. Like we went to Champarado Day at uh, White Elm. Yeah, that was really fun doing doing a, a live quote unquote podcast. I mean, it was live there, but you know, it was up a couple of days later. Yeah, it was really fun just inviting guests to come on. We did the same thing at Happy Raven for their Sour Fest. Um, so I mean, those things are fun, and it's just there's a recording out there from from that, so somebody might listen to it at some point in time. Yeah, and, yeah for sure. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, they're they're fun. Um, that's all I really like. I just, you know, I don't care about making money off of this, but it's definitely fun. It would be awesome if I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any like um, 
Do you have like a list or do you keep track of like the beers that you've had on the podcast or anything like that? I definitely, there's pictures like, so every podcast I put up, I put up a picture of the beers that, that we drink. So we at least know what we're drinking during, during that podcast. I haven't, uh, like, like on three beers later, those guys have a list on their, on their uh, website because they rate their beers and stuff like that. Um, so so they they do that. I I haven't got that in depth in it. It's mostly just trying to bring on cool guests that uh, that people maybe haven't ever heard of before, and and putting uh you know putting some ears to 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 what they have going on. For sure, it's kind of like bringing you guys in. You know, you guys are not necessarily craft beer community people, but you're. You're in the music community, and it's something really rad that you guys have going on. So I definitely wanted to have you guys on. And awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you very much. Because I've, I've, uh, yeah, I, I remember like you were on on Grady's like, like eighth episode, ninth episode, something yep. like that. And he was he was kind of explaining when he watches BCN. It's almost the same because you guys do it later in the evenings, like on Wednesdays, and. And I might be laying in bed, and just like he said, he was in bed, and it's like, oh, there's this. There's a co- show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was like, well, I, I put my phone down, grab my iPad, bring it up, and then kind of watch that for a little while. So that's yeah, that's a pretty fun deal that you guys are doing there. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for watching, man. It's uh, yeah. I feel like it's kind of a hard concept for a lot of people to wrap their head around. Like I, I see, you know, my mom is, uh, obviously like my number one fan. She's very, uh, <laughs> follows very closely to what we're doing, but she'll like post, you know, she'll share the stream and stuff and she'll be like, Oh, get here, you know, come watch this. And people are like, I can't <laughs> thinking that she's talking about like a physical location, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so I'm like, well, yeah, you you know, just click the link and you can you have you go check it out. Yeah. Go. Right. If you wrote that comment, you can watch the stream. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think just getting people to understand what we're what we're doing and and how to interact is something that we're definitely trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, we're we're adopting a lot of um, you know the the interactive piece from like Twitch streamers, like video game streamers, sure. um, which is a which is a market that a lot of people don't aren't familiar with. Um, you know, and that's something that I think a lot a lot of people it's easy to kind of turn your nose up in that and say well i would say like you know 25 plus probably aren't really yeah yeah for sure 25 and under maybe i don't know that time because i mean twitch has been been around for what maybe 10 years now yeah they've been around for a while and it's since really high speed internet yeah yeah Uh um and people you know it's easy to say man you know these guys just play video games for a living which whether that's true or not they're making i mean they're there's some guys on Twitch that are making a killing um, and are huge, you know, big influencers and things like that, which we're not necessarily looking to, you know, blow up in that sense, but just to just to be able to be that sort of vehicle for the musicians in our community to kind of get their name out there, to have a live recording when they're done playing the set, to, you know, be able to show bands or to show venues, I mean, um, this is what we sound like live, you know, for booking things and things like that, promo materials, so. Well, and one of the things is definitely, like, we, we're focusing more on being crowdfunded as opposed to necessarily seeking out, like, sponsorship opportunities. And so we really want to give uh, the, the fans and the viewers who are watching the opportunity to feel as if they are definitely supporting uh, not just the bands who are on 
but also the whole platform that we're trying to trying to build. And so, you know, we have we have something built into our live streams that actually allow people to tip the band while they're live. And so when and when they do that, it their name actually scrolls across the screen <laughs> uh, with the amount that they tipped. And then in between those sets I was talking about earlier, uh, we read their comments and questions on air. So they're and we guarantee that we do that if you leave us a tip. Otherwise, we're kind of just trolling around in the comment sections. And, you know, there's not, it's very hard to keep track of everything that's being sure. said. So it's like, hey, you want us to read, you know, you want to ask a question, leave us a tip. Even if it's a buck, you know, leave us mm -hmm. a tip and it helps us grow what we're doing. Um, but we have ideas for, we're putting together a Patreon account and we'd like to have have the bands do like private streams uh, as far as like eh, maybe the last set is private for patrons like only. an encore stream for yeah. patrons yeah uh so then the you know patrons can ask the band a question in a smaller <clears throat> pool of people as opposed to the larger pool that are normally watching online uh, and that's a, something that we're also doing that's kind of cool that's definitely different than twitch is we're using all those fun alerts and everything but rather than just focusing on twitch we, we stream live to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, and then we also have the ability, if, they, if the bands allow us to, is to stream to the band's Facebook page, not just share to the band's Facebook page. Um, and then with really cool technology, all of those chats from all those different platforms are pooled together and then relayed to all those separate platforms. Oh, wow. So if you're if you're chatting on the band's Facebook page, the people who are on the Basement Creators Facebook page are actually seeing what you're saying, uh, and, and you can same chat. with YouTube. Like if someone's chatting on YouTube, people on Facebook will see it, which is kind of crazy. Um, and so that's you know, us just trying to figure out the technical aspect <clears throat> of how that all works. You know, putting putting this, growing this thing into putting it in as many front in front of as many people as possible. Um, it's just been a lot of fun week to week to see where it's going. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I looked at it when there's all the chats going on. I didn't realize that that was from was it like six different platforms or there. Yeah, I mean, there's four for sure. Sometimes we go to Twitch. Sometimes we don't. I mean, li there's literally nobody that watches on Twitch, <laughs> uh, just because it's not really set up at all for what we're doing. But I think, I think that Twitch wants to do that. I think it's a matter of time. There's a lot of musicians that use Twitch um, that are just, you know, people in their bedroom streaming jam oh, yeah. sessions and things like that. But I think Twitch is more set up to be able to, like, search for, you know, I want to watch people playing Call of Duty so I can type in this game and it will bring up people. So you so you have to kind of, it's very much geared towards gamers right now, but um, I it's, wouldn't be surprised if that changes soon. It's interesting how the younger <clears throat> generation, uh, from what I'm seeing, is... You know, the older generation who stays at home, you know, they're watching The View. But the younger generation, while they're working, we're do they're doing whatever, or even if they're not doing anything, like, they have, they have specific people that they like to follow. Whether those people are putting out YouTube videos, or whether they're waking up in the morning and literally streaming all day on Twitch. Um, and that's what some of these musicians are doing on Twitch, is they're waking up and... Their day job is to literally sit down and interact with their fans and play music for eight hours straight, and then they do the same thing the next day. Hmm. Uh, and they they are able to to make a living because the fans appreciate their talent. Uh, they appreciate their insight. I know a lot of there was a 
there's a streamer who is actually out of Omaha, um, who's a gamer. His name's Destiny. He's one of the probably one of the bigger Twitch streamers out there. Uh, but he he's really big in the like progressive politics scene, uh, and so he has actually like cross promoting himself and and going on these political shows and having these debates and doing all these things. <laughs> Um, and it's it's kind of fun to watch if you haven't yet uh, and I don't know why you would have go and check out the Jesse Lee Peterson interview with him and uh, that'll just make you laugh and shake your head at the same time yeah, yeah. that's what uh, fridge guys we need an 8 hour drinking session where I just drink for 8 hours and people comment And uh, have you ever heard of deep fat fried no oh man TJ Kirk um, and then Paul and I feel so bad, especially if they ever hear this. Yeah. I can't think of their names, but um, it's just three guys sitting around a bedroom. Uh, they stream all the time. All their shows are set up to where they have kind of like these themes that they're doing. Uh, Scotty. Sorry, Scotty. Um, <laughs> But oh man, they just they just last weekend did a whole eight hour stream and they watched videos and they're playing games and they're just, you know, hanging out, you know, ultimately being jackasses. Just being that's just yeah, that's yeah. what they do. Um, <laughs> but they're really, really, really entertaining. I I don't know if the Deep Fat Fried channel has five hundred thousand followers, but I mean it's it's wow. up there. Wow. Um, and it's it's fun to watch. I tune in. <laughs> yeah. I could see this becoming something like that if uh, you ever wanted it to be something yeah. like that. I don't. If eight-hour drinking marathons might just be a sloshy mess, yeah. but people would watch it, dude. I oh, bet people would watch yeah. it. Yeah, sometimes when when we get into hour two, two twenty or so, and it's like, wow, this podcast really going easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? When I listen to it, it might not. Right. <laughs> All right. Ah. I just I, I finished this. You guys are still yep, drinking. Sorry, this. I'm. I'll catch it's, up. To well, you. it's it's a it's, it's a thick a, beer, man. Thick, yeah, it's a heavy beer to, mm-hmm. to drink quickly. It's um, clown shoes. They where they? they're like Ipswich, uh, Massachusetts, I believe. Um, they uh, they've been around uh, distributing <coughs> here in Lincoln for like the last two years. So that's the, that's the first one that. You could probably find probably not that beer, but uh, Clown Shoes is available here in Lincoln. Their label looks the like a Fabio book cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, I I do love their uh, their their label art. They always have something cool yeah. in there. Are they the ones who do that like Atomic Penguin beer or something? No, like that? that's uh, that's Boulevard. Yeah, Boulevard. Bo- no, uh, uh, Boulder Beer Company. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's a so <clears throat> you've got you've got a lot of beers from different states, uh, Dane. What would you say? Do you have is there a is there a state that you think makes the best beer? Oh, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, nice, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> no thought either. Yeah, Nebraska. Duh. Yeah, oh, I love Nebraska. And that's one thing. Like on here, sometimes we drink a lot of Nebraska beers, but then I just have so much damn beer that like. <laughs> you can't just always drink Nebraska stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, like right now we're gonna open up. Uh, this is uh, I. This is an India Pale Ale IPA from Fremont. It's called Mountain Daisy. Mm-hmm. So do you just buy individual beers all the time, or do you have <coughs> six packs of these lying around and we're only seeing one? <laughs> um, lots of times I just have a lot of singles. Um, 
sometimes I do have four or six packs, but most of the time I just uh, just get singles. So it it depends on on what people send me or where I get it. Like this one is from uh, three months from Seattle, oh, Washington. I'm a fool. Uh oh. I dropped the cap. It's all right. It's just the water. It was after that eleven percent. Yeah, that got me. Ooh, this see. You know, I think you asked me on the podcast, like, about about my palate changing and stuff like that. Like, this is how you do it. You you drink an IPA, then you get yourself a sour, then you go on a total different aspect with the old ale, barrel-aged old ale. Now we'll bring it back down to a easy-drinking IPA. This one is not a New England style. It's a West Coast IPA. Oh. So by day I am a coffee roaster. Oh. Uh, so my wife and I we run the coffee roaster on Fiftieth and Old Cheney, and so I feel the same way with coffee. Is if you ever really want to experience what craft coffee tastes like, small batch uh, roasting coffee, uh, go ahead and drink. You know, brew yourself a pot of really nice coffee, and then brew yourself a pot of. Folgers, Maxwell House, anything that's been sitting there for, for a while and it's just staled. Uh, and you can even see when you go to brew it uh, just the interaction of the water with the coffee beans and how, how much more lively it is with a fresher roast. Um, and then the taste, obviously, is just so much more vivid, uh, so much more depth of flavor as opposed to, you know, just kind of this coffee. And I, w- I would imagine it's kind of like drinking a you know, no offense, but Bud Light or Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm hydrated, kind of. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying Bud Light is the Folgers of the coffee world? I would say so. Yeah? I would say, I would, uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's distributed everywhere. It's the largest. Coors, it's probably think, the most well-known. Coors, Coors might be the Coors might be the Folgers. I think Bud Light might be the Do Maxwell you think Coors House. is more well-known than Bud Light? Uh, I think Bud Light's more. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Is Bud Bud Light's no longer brewed in America? Is it? I think it, it's owned by like a Belgian company, but I think they still. I, yeah, I think here. it's brewed here. Yeah. <clears throat> they had those America cans for a while, or didn't they change the name of it or something? To... Yeah, they they changed it. Well, they changed Budweiser to America for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah but it's owned by. That's cute. that's that's one like the only beer that i probably have that's that's owned by budweiser's probably bourbon county from goose island yeah yeah i will give goose island credit i i like their rebrand yep well that's because they got picked up by budweiser yeah i mean yeah got, got some marketing money now yeah, they did do. They they've had a lot of new beers come out here recently that are completely different looking than the old honkers ale and stuff like that. that yeah. Um, Green Flash downtown. Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they get Goose Island's <clears throat> brewing equipment? Or there was some? No, they they took over Plowshares brewing equipment. Right. Yeah. Well, they they took over that space, but wasn't there something about how they got? Shipped they there was some brewery in Chicago I think that they that they scooped up all the brewery equipment from I don't know maybe I'm, I'm I don't know that I I thought I heard some some whispers on the streets that they had this isn't a podcast about starting gossip Charlie yeah you're right I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> this 
Yes. I thought this was the Rumor Guys podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rumor Guys. <laughs> yeah. We can start rumor. I'm just here to stir shit up. That sounds like a really fun podcast. Yeah, yeah the Rumor Guys. That would be good. Just it's two like hours a, of starting random mm. fake rumors. And then like, we'll see how famous we are. We'll see what, you know, somebody might be talking about a water cooler the next day. Who knows? The Rumor Guys podcast would be like an improv cons- conspiracy podcast, basically. Mm. You'd just be making up. Yeah. Making up uh, rumors about other people. <laughs> Lizard people in the yeah, White House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that podcast already exists. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, well, what do you think about this IPA? I Very good. I haven't had a sip mm-hmm. yet. Nope. This is super good. We'll get there. Yeah, this is going to take you back to the, your old IPA roots. Yep. And it's yep. nice to go back there. I mean, I drink so many New England-style IPAs. It's nice to get a good West Coast in yep. every once in a while just to kind of remind myself. And so from a from a flavor standpoint, what would be the main differences from a West Coast to a New England style? Well, <clears throat> I feel like most New England styles now really get rid of any kind of hop bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's more citric, it, yeah, more citrus, and just a lot smoother, and and you know, lots of times are lots of lots of different places are adding like lactose and and st- different stuff like that to kind of make it more creamy and and that. But uh, like this this nice, it's it's bitter but not overly bitter. It's it's a good. I forget. I don't know what the hops are in this one, but probably just tasting it we probably got centennial in here and um i don't know maybe even got some azaka in this too but it's pretty tasty that's so wild that you can taste that or that you can like tell the tell the difference between those well or it's wild that he could say those words in foolish that he knows yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to the right guys so if you're trying to if you're trying to pull one over on us well there's, there's a lot of hops out there so but, you know, if you drink a lot of different IPAs, I mean, there's IPAs that are single hop, so like just Citra or just Mosaic. And then, you know, Citric, Mosaic, Galaxy, if you put those into a beer, you're really not going to make a bad beer. It's probably yeah. going to be good. Yeah. But, yeah, those are the only two hop styles I really that I'm really familiar with, Citra and Mosaic. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy. Does Nebraska brew, like, grow their own hops? Yeah, there's there's hop growers here in uh, in Nebraska. Um, quite a few of them seem to be popping up here in the last few years. Um, you know whether or not the beers that are brewed with those hops are that great yet is to be determined. Because yeah, like you know, lots of hop growers they've been growing hops for hundreds of years, like the ones that people are normally buying and getting shipped in and stuff like that. So. It's something relatively new in this area of people growing hops and and just the sheer amount of them that you need for certain batches of beer. Like sometimes, you know, I remember listening to a guy, you know, trying to sell his hops and he had enough to make maybe one batch of beer. Like, well, commercially you can't sustain that. Yeah. If you can only brew one batch a year with that that hop, then you're never going to be able to make that beer again and but uh limited edition. Well, yeah. extra limited edition. Then the hipsters will want to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Um, are hot so similar to coffee, or are hops similar to coffee in the fact that they can only grow in like certain areas of the world? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, they, they were never like 
hops weren't grown here probably 15 years ago, but now since craft beer is such a, a big thing, we've got a lot of hop growers, and I think it takes, I feel like it takes, I'm not a farmer at all, but I think it takes a couple of years to actually get usable hops on a mm. crop, so. Yeah, I think coffee is either one or four years, I should know that, but I don't off the top of my head. But the, it only grows within uh, within the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. So it literally will not, coffee will not grow outside of those regions, and it only grows above a certain altitude. And so that's why we literally cannot grow coffee in the United States, except for in certain parts of Hawaii that are within those uh, parameters. Wow. Um, and we're also, uh, I think the first ever greenhouse coffee is being grown in California mm-hmm. and being sold by Blue Bottle. But I think it's over a hundred bucks a pound. Jesus. Mm. So we're kind of yeah. I, I it would be very interesting to see if Nebraska get into get into growing coffee. But I think the the cost of the greenhouse equipment and the size of that equipment or of that space yep. would just make the cost of that coffee be not worth it. Because uh, you only get a, a pound of coffee per coffee plant. Wow. Really? That's kind of wild. That is pretty wild. You should start the coffee guys. Yeah. The coffee yeah. Guys. Yeah. Honestly, the the coffee industry, the beer industry, the wine industry, there's so many things that overlay one another nowadays with the, the craft element and people caring more about, you know, where the grapes are coming from, where the hops are coming from, where the mm-hmm. coffee, where the beans are coming from, all these different things that, you know, if you, if you find a beer connoisseur, there's a, there's a coffee connoisseur in that person somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. same with wine. It's like, you'll, you'll, even if you don't love it, you'll appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Well, let me say also, Vince is like, he he talks himself down a little bit, <laughs> but he Vince is like the coffee expert that I, I go to know, for dude. any sort of coffee I question. Are you a big coffee drinker, Dane? No. Oh, man. I don't actually like to drink hot beverages, so. Oh, I, I get like that. It. Yeah, I get that. I Honestly, when I make, that's the thing is like when I make coffee in the morning, I put a couple ice cubes in it because. It's too freaking hot. Yeah, I don't want to, I'm not looking to like sip my you know, yeah. the caffeine for my day. I'm yeah. trying to, like, chug I, this and yeah. get on with my day. Yeah. Do you like yeah. cold coffee? Yeah. So you've had, it like, a good cold brew before. Yeah. Yeah, I like cold brew. I mean, most of the time when people are like, oh, do you drink coffee? I'm most yeah. of the time. As long as it's in beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only time I really drink coffee is in coffee stouts or coffee beers. And I've actually done some, like, French pressing with the different beers and gotten different kinds of coffee beans and stuff like that and, and tried to make different kinds of coffee beers or... Get some that have like flavor, like a cinnamon hazelnut coffee bean and stuff like that. Do different uh, flavors and different kinds of like. Um, so instead styles. of using water in the French press, you'll pour beer in there and like yeah. brew coffee that way. Yeah. We. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> Grady and I. Grady That's a great tried, idea. Grady and I tried a coffee beer with coffee roaster coffee, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Did you? I don't know if I ever had any. I don't, I want to say that that was the batch that didn't go too well. I don't know if it turned out that well. I, I can't remember what we did wrong with it, but it was... We are very interested in doing some sort of a collaboration with a brewery. So if Cosmic Eyes ever looking for some, some good mm. small small batch roasted coffee for a, a collab... Oh, definitely. Let me know. I will, I will mention it to Sam. Yeah. I, I, love, I love that you get the... Uh, the snap and the sizzle every time in the mic. Oh, well. Yeah, like, we're getting drunker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now we're, we're going to move on to a stout. Here. 
This is a Neapolitan stout. Ooh. It's uh, brewed and bottled by Untitled Art, and it's a collab with Bottle Logic. So Untitled Art's in Wisconsin, Bottle Logic's over in California. Um, Neapolitan, so I'm guessing we've got chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Pretty excited about this. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Pass that over to you there, Charlie. This is... Oh, wow. That's... I've got chocolate. I've got strawberry. And I've got vanilla. All three <laughs> on the that's, that's a good smelling beer. You know, I, I didn't mention earlier, but I, I love these glasses that you have. It's like, uh, it's like parents on a... At a softball game, it looks like a bunch of folding chairs. And those are actually those are called my line life glasses. So those are guys waiting in line for a beer release. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's good. So they've got their folding chairs, and some are just standing around. And... Whoa! You do have that. Wow! A little drop dripped into that last little bit of water that I had in there, and I I sipped it out because I didn't want it to bleed too much, and it was instantly Neapolitan. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Wow, this is incredible. This smells super good. I know. I, don't, I haven't even drank it yet because it smells so good. Another 11%. Oh, yeah. That's, this is an 11% stout. Ooh. Going in for the taste now, <clears throat> folks. Mm. I taste all three of them, too. Yep. It's just kind of a... The strawberry is probably the most predominant, I feel like, at, at least to my palate. That strawberry, then vanilla, and then the chocolate is just there in the back. I feel like strawberry being more like acidic mm-hmm. is going to be the most dominant, just based on that's what I think what's your tongue is going to taste the most. Yeah. Vanilla is very hard to taste if it's blended yeah. into something. Yeah. I'm getting like a... Like a tobacco flavor, almost. You yeah, know, like uh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no that, you're, not, you're never wrong. Whatever your tongue tells you, what you're, you're tasting. I mean, there, there's things that I taste. That I don't even know what I couldn't like describe it because I've never had anything like it before. Yeah, like I've listened to some beer podcasts where these guys are saying it tastes like this food or this food. I'm like, I've never even had that. I don't yeah. know what that. right. <laughs> this tastes like a, yeah. This tastes like a walrus sashimi. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's pretty tasty. I'm glad we're sharing it, though, because it's a bigger one, and in, in, I don't know if I'd want to drink this all by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I got a pretty, uh, I got a pretty solid pour here. My, my measurement for my pours is the, the <laughs> ground, the feet of <laughs> the, the, uh, of the line. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. That's good. That's probably about uh, four, four or five ounces. So, um, so Dane, you do a lot of beer fests. Then you go to a lot of beer fests. I used to, yeah. When I first got into craft beer, um, I I tried to go to a, you know a couple a year mm-hmm. um, because at beer fests, you know, depending on the size of them, let's say uh, like Brave New Barrel Fest that's here in in Lincoln, although they didn't do it this year, which I'm very upset about. But yep, same. Where was uh, that supposed to be? Well, they it was always been at the Bay. Mm, and yes. this is the first year that they didn't do it for Lincoln Beer Week. Um, Zipline did a like a house party thing instead of doing that. But uh, that was like my favorite beer fest here. And that was all about, 
you know, giant barrel-aged wild ales. That's barrel-aged and wild ales, so just big beers from, from different breweries. But, you know, when you're when you're trying to figure out, you know, what you like in craft beer, beer fests are a good place to go. For sure. Um, like Great Nebraska Beer Fest over at Warner Park, um, up Bellevue, Omaha, whatever the hell that place is. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a great one to go to because there's like, I don't know, 400, 500 different beers at yeah. that place. And, uh, you know, I always went and got VIP tickets. So you got an hour early in and they limited the VIPs to like maybe 200 people. And uh, so you can go around without any lines and try all these beers for an hour before the general public. And then once that opens up, it's. You know, I don't think they give a cap on the tickets for that thing. So you might wait in line for a little while for certain beers, but you get a, you get a taste. I mean, when you go to those, you have to know. Like the first one I went to, they'd be pouring this much of every single beer for you. Yeah. And if you're gonna try fifty, sixty, seventy different ones, oh man, you can't be drinking four ounces of. We've this. tried five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So lots of times, like when people get started with those things, they're they're in trouble if they start doing that. When you go in, you an ounce or less. Yep. Ounce or less is, and sometimes you just maybe even a half of ounce, um, just something to wet your whistle and kind of get that flavor in there. If it's not something that you're looking for, then go to the next one. Or if it, you do like it, maybe just another half an ounce. But uh, what I like about beer fest is. I have a I have a lot of friends who are just who just like or who are just partiers. They're just they're just interested in the alcohol that's in sure. the beer, right? Um, so what's cool about Beer Fest is like it's it's a place where you can go and try a bunch of different beers, and no matter what, whether you're drinking an ounce or not, by the end of the day, you're you're, you're yeah. feeling it. Oh, yeah. So, um, it's just kind of a cool place to, like, introduce people to new beers. Um, it forces you to try yeah. beers that you might not... Might not have otherwise, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, some, and there's always people that overdo it, but... Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been that guy a couple times, <laughs> for sure. And... <laughs> Um, on three beers later, Mark, the first time he went to one, he just he was sicker than a dog for like probably thirty six hours after he went to like a Kansas City beer fest, and you <laughs> <laughs> just the, probably the first one I went to, I got pretty hammered, but uh, I don't think I ever got sick at it. But you, after that, after that first one, you get that out of your system, then you then you go in with a, a you know a focused mindset of what you want to try. Yeah. You know, normally they post like what beers are going to be there before, so you want to you want to kind of make a list. Um, and I I took took a piece of paper and wrote everything down. Like I want to try these yep. before <clears throat> hour three when I'm just going to be to my palate's totally wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what these taste like because I might want to buy these you know in the future. And um, and a lot of times with those things they'll put out you know specialty beers that you can't ever buy so you definitely want to try those and just yep you know at least you can say that you tried them yep i'm sure there's plenty of beers out there that i can say i've tried but i still don't remember but <laughs> one of the first beer fests i went i ever went to uh i i had the i didn't have the plan at all so i just was oh yeah just going down the line basically taking the full sample that yeah. they'd give me and by the sixth one i was <laughs> like <laughs> you know 
in another world. But uh, <laughs> the only thing I remember from that night was um, what's the company that takes spent grain and makes dog treats out of it? Is it? Oh, uh, I think it's called Dog Paws or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I they had a booth there, so you, you try some of the treats. treats? My, my, pa- my parents, my parents, uh, my. I grew up with this dog. Well, I, my parents got this dog. His name is Dude. He's a chocolate lab. And I was like, oh, man. I walked past his booth. I thought, oh, man, Dude would love some beer dog treats. Like, that would be so cool. So I went up to the guy and I said, you know, hey, if I if I try a dog treat, would you give me a discount on a bag? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I that's, that's how much fun I was having that day, was that I was willing to try a dog treat to get a discount on a bag. Which I did, uh, and dude didn't like him, and it, you ate it so I ate him. <laughs> it pissed me off. I, I fed one to him, and he spit it out, and I was like, "If you only knew what I got, what I did for this." Oh, he did now. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, he waited until I wasn't around to eat him, probably. <laughs> but really, you know, those things are just uh, spent grain and peanut butter, basically. So it, I honestly can't complain too bad about how it tasted. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be decent. The yeah. texture wasn't great, but the flavor was there. I tell you and, that. And and there's different places that you know make like pizza crust out of the spent grain yeah. from from brewers and that. I know most of the spent grain, like at Cosmic Eye, I think a farmer comes and gives and gives to his livestock. Yeah, that's what I've heard a lot of here in Nebraska. Yeah. People they, just, they love it. Yep. So great. We're, we're recycling. Yep. Exactly. Reuse, All about it. Exactly. Recycle. Yep. So you've mentioned uh, three beers later a few times. Could you explain, like, explain to me, like, how are you linked with those guys? Yeah, well, so um, they they host my podcast. Okay. Um, you know, when uh, when I decided I want to get going with it, um, you know, I was on their podcast quite a few t- times and. Um, they had this. They had a following already, so I figured I'd just go ahead and and Mark was was totally happy about uh, to bring me on to his three beers later three BL media empire is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, listeners of three beers later, they they get you know updated when you know they're subscribing to the podcast when a Fridge Guys podcast gets put up. So. I have my own website. It's called fridgeguys.beer. Um, nice. So, yes. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I paid a little extra for the dot .beer, but uh, I figured, well, why not? I drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all of my, my podcasts are on there, um, but uh, but Mark and Connor, those guys, I love those guys. So they, uh, they help me out hosting that stuff because that's all like the behind-the-scenes stuff that I don't. I don't know, and I don't do. Yeah. So, and they're willing to do it for me. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, what do you do for? Do you do social media stuff at all, or? Yeah, I mean, I I I run my Facebook page, my Twitter page, and so I post on there when I can. Um, lots of times, usually right after, and then I have an Instagram account that's just my Instagram, but all all my Instagram is pretty much just my beer escapades. Uh, sure. So I just kind of roll it into this and. And then the great thing about Instagram is I can share it on all the platforms. So yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, do you ever watch? Um, well, I think you said the three beers later guys kind of do this, but do you ever watch the hot ones interviews on YouTube? The hot sauce. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, show. I've watched it quite a few times, and they've actually done it on that podcast a couple of times with one of the guys that's like a a blogger for oh the really big fan. yeah he's oh from yeah what's his name yeah. uh, Brett um, Brett Baker Brett Baker yeah that's right <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's so Grady's cool. gotta have him on yeah yeah yes. that would be great um I have a, in fact uh, Frenchie just got the last dab he ordered the last dab really? hot sauce I really want to try oh, it oh my gosh I we really should have Frenchie wanna... on yeah we and should we should do the, the last dab yeah we should um, but I was thinking you first know, yeah yeah the first the first dab <laughs> well. They say that like number eight, I forget what the name of it is, but number eight is the worst. I think those. it's um, is it Blair's Megadeth? No, 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 no. no. Or the bomb? It's, it's the it's the bomb. Yeah, the bomb. Every time the bomb hits, yeah. it's just yeah, like game that, over. Like that's the worst one, and then after that, like it, they're so emotionally and physically wrecked. Yeah, that like the other ones aren't really as bad. Well, you can always see them go, you know, when they get to the last dab, you can always see them go. And like the last seven or the last, you know, the final three out of the ten are like, and then the last one, they're like, oh, what? At, at first anyway, they're like, oh, wow, that's got some flavor to it. And then it like turns on them. But that's what I like in hot sauce is like, it's got to have, it's got to have flavor and it can't just be. A hot contest. Yeah, just a yeah. Yeah, just a pain contest. Yeah, I think the bomb is really the turning point for a lot of people, and I'm wondering if that's just like pure hot with no flavor. Well, um, I mean the the label on the thing indicates it looks that dangerous. Might be. Yeah, it looks dangerous. <laughs> Um, yeah, some of the names of those things. I'm like, why would I want to put this in my body? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Blair's Mega Death Sauce. Yeah, <laughs> you, you hate yourself. So. Uh, my cousin actually had a bottle of Blair's Mega Death Sauce, and we were at a party one night, and I <laughs> unscrewed the cap, and I can't remember what I put it on. I wanted to just try it. Probably put it on your dog treats. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter, and spent grains and hot sauce—the ultimate combination. <laughs> I, th- I think I just literally like grazed the the thread of the you know the bottle cap just to try <laughs> just to see what yeah. this tasted like, and it and it didn't it had no flavor it just was pain. But yeah. what I didn't realize was when I unscrewed the cap, there was some hot sauce that got on my finger, and I wiped my eye later oh, in the night. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not kidding, guys. I thought that I was gonna go blind. <laughs> I almost went to the hospital. It was the worst, the worst thing that I could have done. But with, but anyway, back. So with the with the hot sauce thing, it would be cool if you kind of kept track of like the beers that you had on the show and like guest score versus like the house score. You know, Dane's score versus a beer um, would be kind of an interesting segment. Yeah, We're, that's. I'm. I'm just. We just always think about that stuff with like. What should Grady be doing? Yeah, yeah, or like what? What should? How could we? How could we tweak? You know, BCN to do this, or what could Grady do to? Like, we're always Vince and I used to go outside and throw this light up frisbee around in his street, and we would just brainstorm like Shark Tank ideas. Constantly, like, we'd be like, I've got this. I got this idea for an invention that would be. Um, I can't even still think. the best one is. And since we were playing frisbee, it was very relevant. Is some sort of small lightweight oh, yeah. tracker that you could put on the center of your frisbee, your frisbee like disc golf, and so that you could essentially have an app on your phone that would track everywhere that your discs went, because you would always lose those things. Yeah. And and you know again we 
Charlie and I, we do this thing where we go to the threshold of our ideas and we're like, okay, well, that's not going to actually be possible. So, like, what is possible? And it's like, even if there was like a little beeper thing that was on your, that you could wear around where it would beep faster if you got closer to your disc. Like a hot and cold type deal. Yeah. Like, that is, I mean, wait a that's minute. much cheaper technology to potentially lose yeah. out there in the, yeah. in the rough terrain. And then once we came up with that, it was like, okay, well, wait a minute, if we can get, you know, if we can develop something that small, then maybe we could put it in the core of a golf ball and make our own branded <laughs> golf balls that would have these trackers in them. Or, I don't think they had golf balls that did that. They I think that, you know, now they probably they do. Probably this do. this was a while ago that we, <laughs> right. we, you know, we used to do this all the time, man. Every yeah. time I'd come to Vince's, we'd just, We're still expecting royalties, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll hit those guys up later. <laughs> we know they're spying on us somehow, but... You know, I I started my own business, so I know what you guys are talking about. Just tr- trying to find something that uh, that you can do, and yeah, yep. I love that. So, I was, and, that's, and that's one of the, like, you know, you guys you guys focus a lot like on musicians, and you know, I focus on a lot of like brewers. And what kind of got me thinking was, you know, music industry is tough. There are so many awesome musicians out there. But, you know, the the amount that actually scratch the surface and make it mm-hmm. is the same same thing. There's so many awesome homebrewers out there, but the ones that actually make it in the industry, it's minute. Yep, yep, for sure. And, but you guys have a platform for these ones that aren't, you know, necessarily have made it, but uh, they, they love what they do, they have a following, um... You know, they're probably making some money off of what they're doing, and it's just another an avenue, another venue for them to to get noticed or get seen. So. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And that was you kind of the goal. You think of us as like the distributors, yeah, uh, within the music scene. And we've talked about like, you know, we're maybe this, maybe what we're onto is like the new, you know, what a record label is today. You know, the the music industry has changed so much over the past oh. 20 so, years. I mean, so di- digital now. It's Yeah, yeah. So, it's you know. It's almost irrelevant to need a record label yeah. nowadays just because you can put your stuff out there on Spotify yep. yourself. <clears throat> yeah. Spotify just recently, I think, changed their, I mean, they've basically set it up now to where they can, they can, users can upload their own tracks and not have to go through these, I'll jump through all these hoops and. So they're kind of pushing more of the SoundCloud uh, route. To promote an idea that we had um, and also, you know, how we'd love to kind of get involved with the different breweries around town is, you know, it's literally to get a live concert Mm -hmm. in your brewery on a Wednesday night is putting a YouTube channel on your TVs and and putting it through your sound system. So we'd like to, to reach out to different breweries or bars or whatever that might not have live entertainment and say, hey, you know, if you want to have a watch party at your place, we'll talk about the fact that you're having a watch party at your place and say, hey, you know, if you're if you're out and about and want to come and watch, watch the show, stop in uh, Cosmic Eye and uh, they've got the stream playing there or, or wherever. Yep, and, yep. Uh, you know, I think... I think any way that we can essentially promote and distribute, uh, you know, small small talented people, uh, is is going to be better than currently what's currently happening because a lot of the times it's just overlooked or they're heard and then they're forgotten. <clears throat> For sure. And uh, 
you know, we I've dealt with that for years and years and years. And so this this whole idea was like, how do we how do we kind of break through that traditional way of doing things? Yeah. And I, you know, I've told people this before, but my literally one of my favorite bands of all time is from here in Lincoln. And they they have, you know, I don't know, un, unmanned. I'm, I'm not afraid to say unmanned from here in Lincoln is one of my favorite bands of all time. They are like they just the show. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. We need to get unmanned on the show. But they I mean, it's like I I have sort of the philosophy that you don't most people don't even realize who their favorite band is because they're fed what the what the radio gives and it's all Cardi B and you know I I I'm, I don't even keep up with pop music. What? <laughs> no, and you, and you know what? I, and you know what? I love Cardi B. Okay, <laughs> Cardi B's got her own uh, style that I like, but at the same time, like, that's not what I want to listen to all the time. Um, there's a and there's just a lot of talent that is right in your own hometown for a lot of people that you know people don't realize or yeah, and people that aren't going to you know when you think about venues that that are are hosting you know lots of like divey bars and stuff yeah. like that and. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, my brother's a musician growing up. He played in, you know, some of the nastiest places that you could possibly think of just to be on stage and, and get out there. And, sure. and what you guys are offering um, artists is... Coming to a nasty basement. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is is something a little bit different in... And it, you can capture it, and it's not just gone after that one set in 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 the bar. Yeah. So, what was really important to us was figuring out the sound, because we didn't want to just have this, you know, iPhone recording with one room mic sound going on. So, when a band comes in and plays, and when we stream, like it's full studio quality mixing that's going on. And so the viewers actually listen, like they're listening to potential CD quality of these bands playing live. And that was something really, really important for us to figure out uh, before. Oh yeah. That's, that's definitely something to talk about. And it probably gets, you know, it probably doesn't get talked about enough is, is how awesome it does sound like you, when you think of like, Oh, they're going live stream. It's, you know, somebody in the audience live streaming, them and it's just terrible audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't hear certain things, and you can hear people in the background and in that. But you guys are doing an amazing job with with the way it sounds. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. We appreciate we that. appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, what's what's hard about it is um, so I I run the cameras during the stream, so we we definitely aim for. So I, I should back up a little bit here. There's we met with another. Um, and I can shout these guys out. Um, Silver Street Studios in Ashland. Hat Trick. Uh, Hat Trick Sessions is uh, the name of their their YouTube um, or their video series, basically. Mm-hmm. And they do these very beautiful, um, you know, produced. Um, I guess I don't know that. I don't know if they're live or if they're. They're kind of like one take, but they're not live streamed. Yeah, yeah. So they're it's live but produced after the fact. Um, not an, and that's not a knock on them. They, it's it's a beautiful. They make these incredible multi-shot videos with these different angles and things. Um, and so we went out and met with those guys, and 
we're kind of talking about you know what they're what they're doing with their hat trick sessions and things like that um whereas what we're doing is more of just kind of a quick fire like when, when we're filming live i'm the band is playing live as much as i am filming live so it's like if I trip over a cable, or if I, you know, if, <laughs> if the can't, the way it is. that's just how that's just how it's going to be, and that's that's what you see is what you get type of deal, um, which is fun. Um, it's it's a little hard. I have a bit of a perfectionist side to me, so it's a little hard to kind of let that go. But um, at the same time, it makes it it it's just raw, and it's exactly what you see happening in front of you. So, what I think is interesting in the world that we live in today is it's not necessarily the whole like quality over quantity thing it's kind of blurred at this point to where relevance is the most important aspect of any sort of creative you know individual at this point where you know not necessarily you don't have to put out the best recording possible you just have to put out something that makes you relevant as often as possible and so you know, the fact that we're going live every single week, we'd like to go live every day, uh, ultimately, uh, down the road. And so that's just something that we're going to work into. Going to need a lot more funding for that kind of <laughs> endeavor. But, you know, it'd be great for that. But when you look at a lot of these pop stars and you look at a lot of these bands that <clears throat> are able to to make it to that level of, of stardom, for, for lack of a better word, it's not necessarily because, you know, they're the quality of the stuff they're putting out there is so much better. It's because they know how to make themselves relevant and all seen of the more. time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, you can hate it all you want, but that's just the reality of it. Yep. And I hate it. <laughs> I'm not normally one to get behind a microphone. I'm not one to get behind the camera, but this year for me was like, well, the only way I'm ever going to make this happen is if I do just get behind the camera and start to do it. And here I am on a podcast, uh, <laughs> running a show, producing other podcasts. Charlie and I are going to take more of a more of kind of a producer like on camera role for the Beer Thirty podcasts yeah. uh, starting. Because so. you guys, you guys, that was like one of the first ones when I was on where you guys were coming on. Cause, yeah, because yep. you guys banked some episodes. So when I showed up, you guys had already done one, and that was the one with the the, the listener questions and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. So you guys have already done that, and then yeah, you guys were up on the, the mantle behind yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, our fake window. You know, this is my first. This is my first podcast experience, um, other than Beer Thirty, which didn't feel as legit because we were sitting in the other room from Grady. But uh, it's yeah, it's like both of us are just kind of like, well, this is this is what we're doing, and. And if we're if we're not promoting ourselves, who else is? You know, right. type deal. So apparently, people think the vibrations coming out of my face hole are interesting. So I'll just keep going. <laughs> yeah. I'll just keep doing it. Hey, they get more interesting the more Neapolitan stout you drink. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Which, by the way, this is uh, so one so, of my favorites of the evening. I'd say. So we 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 drank the Untitled Art Bottle Logic Neapolitan Stout. You don't even need to rinse your glass because. We're going for a bourbon barrel-aged Neapolitan stout. Oh, thought this was the same one. <laughs> no, no. From uh, Sag Sagata Brewing. 
I've I've had these two here for about two two or three weeks sitting here. I'm like, when I drink one of them, I have to drink the other one mm-hmm. next to it. But what's impressive to me is that first one is non-barrel age, 11%. This one, barrel age at 10.5%, I feel like is not, it's not, it doesn't hold its weight, really. Yeah, for sure. This one's a lot of a, it's almost, I want to say it's a thinner stout than the last one that yep. we just drank. Yep, I think so as well. The it's still just as sweet on the nose. Yeah, but the, I feel like the strawberry is not nearly as Mm-mm. pronounced as the last one. Yeah, I think this one t- tastes much more like a barrel than a Neapolitan ice cream. You're drunk. <laughs> I gotta use the restroom. You guys keep doing your thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the good thing about having uh, a couple guests on a podcast is, <laughs> especially when you're drinking. You know, I've thought about trying to do one of these like by myself, like just talking about you know the, the different beer that I'm drinking, or talking about different events that are going on and stuff like that. And I'm like. Filling that much dead air is hard. Yeah. It's like, really hard. I don't really like to hear myself talk that much. <laughs> Same. And, and then, uh, then I'm like, well, I just sit and drink. I'm going to have to pee at some point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was kind of the deal with Grady's uh, his solo episode, you know, listener questions podcast thing, too, was he was – it was uh, it was a mix of, like, wanting to sort of interact more with the fans and mm-hmm. also – a way to not have to rely on booking a guest or um, sure. you know having someone in sort of deal. So yeah, and I have I have a setup where I could like I can make some calls and I can run oh, cool. through here. So I have like a I have, I have some equipment that I could do that and set up a hotline. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to have people here all the time, but I mean when you're I mean the the focus on my show is just sharing sharing beers with people yeah i actually have some really good friends that live in connecticut and they do a podcast and it's called the heavy drinking podcast nice you can't see a (laughs) connection here but uh so at some point we're going to like do a a crossover podcast where i'll start and then they'll start and then we'll call in and then we'll just do you know an hour or two where we're all together, really. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think were you talking to Grady about that too? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you had mentioned to Grady trying to figure out how to tie in uh, yeah. beer thirty element into that. Oh yeah, yeah. We could do a beer thirty. Well, we get, I think at the end of that podcast, we were talking about doing a beer thirty, three beers later, fridge guys like triple crossover. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, that'd be fun. Just. It might become a shit show. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, that but that's what's fun about like, you know, this. I feel like what we're doing um, with BCN and even with you know even with Ridge guys is like, this is like the the modern day version of like public broadcast television, you yeah. know, type stuff. So it's just cool to like promote. It's cool to find other people that are doing this type of thing and like cross promote and be yeah. able to you know. Vince has always said, uh, you know, with BCN, like, to have bands come on and to share their audience with us and and vice versa, you know, for us to share our audience with them is it's kind of like a rising exactly. tide it's, lifts all boats. It's and, business networking, but visually. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, perfect opportunity, if you ever want to come hang out during a stream, 
come along. Yeah, you for talk sure. Talk about your podcast in between, yeah. you know, answer questions with the bands, hang out. I'd bring beer. Uh, yeah. Perfect. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a ton of fun. We, in fact, we had a we had an idea last yes, week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think this would be super cool. Uh, Pierre Brown, um, is it uh, Tom from Pierre Brown, brought up this idea to have, for BCN to have a mini bar available. So we would buy you know, a handful of shooters beforehand or if it's beers or whatever. And then to set a to set a tip limit. So once once viewers have have submitted, you know, if we once get, collectively if, they submit like seventy five hundred dollars for the tips. That that buys a round for the band. Oh, so wow. then we bust out the mini bar and nice. we can make like a whole segment out of that, you know, type yeah. deal and just to make that a yeah, little more you, you could just have, you know, a buy the buy the the, the band around like yeah. they would at a bar you know here buy the, they get around yeah thinking about you know, that too $25 tip or something like yep. that yeah yep. yep a lot of people leave you know one to five to ten dollars or something per band um, but yeah to figure out you know if you leave 20 bucks or 25 bucks you buy around for the band I could see I could also see that going downhill. That's kind of why I liked the the <laughs> limit to where it's like you know collectively people can be like oh you know at a hundred dollars we have bought the band a yeah. round of drinks yeah uh, rather than like depending on one person rather than ten people giving twenty bucks and all of a sudden the band is drunk enough they can't even get through set <laughs> yeah, two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like a live experience. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, exactly. So that being said, if you want to come on and bring yeah. some beers sometime, we'd oh. be glad to have you. That would be a ton of fun. You got plenty to share. Cool. But I mean, lots of times I'm we're sharing small amounts. Like I'm not bringing a thirty pack of a Keith Stones. For sure. Right. <laughs> For sure. We're gonna drink some decent stuff and we're gonna share it and enjoy it. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, what do you have for big bottles? I've noticed the uh, what was it the fire? I can't remember the uh, sour that we had. Sour, yes. Um, that's obviously a bigger bottle than that's. A, so that's a seven fifty. Okay. So that's uh, that's like one pint nine point four ounces. What uh, that's twenty one pint sixteen. So twenty four. That's about twenty five ounces. Yeah. So I think the Clown Shoes is a 22-ounce bottle, and then the other ones are 12-ounce. And then that first can we had was 16 ounces. So when you're when you're buying and selling and trading beer, what is, how do you, do, do traders typically look for like the bigger bottles of things, or does it depend on what they're kind of wanting yeah. to do with it? Or it, it all is a personal preference for people. Yeah. Whether they they want you know big bottles, they want cans, they want uh, crawlers or stuff like that. I I just try to find somebody that that just has something that I've never had, and and I have something if they've never had, and then we'll we'll trade and nice and, and do it like that. Cool. So whether I get bottles or cans, it just depends on what I'm sending, what they're sending. Yep. It should be noted that the name of your podcast is extremely relevant. Since you have a fridge in your bathroom. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I, might, I might have to check that out. Do here you in a little uh, bit. do you do the design around your house, or do you like pick the colors, the walls? No, no. Uh, Who does that? That bathroom was red uh, when we moved in here. Nice. Uh, the yellow that's in there that was like that when we moved in. Okay. So just kept it that way. Yeah. 
at some point there was actually like old like Elvis fifties rock wallpaper in there, <laughs> and we pulled that down right away, and we just just immediately yeah we just uh, never got around to doing anything else. Well, it was a bold red, but it was it was nice. <laughs> Did and you, maybe it was because the yellow kind of eased me in yes. to the color. Do you like my horse that's in there? I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't have to wipe my ass. But <laughs> if I did, I would have been grabbing paper from a, from a horse. <laughs> I have a horse toilet paper holder. Nice. It, nice. Was a, it was a white elephant gift from my uh, my wife's family. <laughs> and little they know, I loved it. And I use it regularly. I'm gonna have to this check. isn't a white elephant. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. He's, he's sitting right there. He's he's ready to give you some toilet paper. <laughs> awesome. But I like like just weird shit. I mean, as you see down here, there's a Freddy Krueger behind you. Like, and I mean, this well, there's a like, theme. There's a theme. It's, yeah, that's here the, it's, for sure. It's thematic, but it's also you know, it's a little. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh! I just noticed the. Oh whoops! I just noticed the. Um, the is that a shotgun or a rifle of uh, a tequila? tequila? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Had one of those on a snowboarding trip one time, and that was a mistake. All right. I'll tell you that much. All right. We need to talk about a Serbian film. <laughs> we need to talk about a Serbian film. Oh, I've geez. seen it twice. You have seen it twice? I've seen it twice. I've never met another person that's been down here and actually noticed that I have a Serbian yes. film poster down here. So right, I'm going to take this opportunity you, to go to the bathroom. What did you think? Oh, that movie is intense. <laughs> I think that movie was... I think they had to cut out the most of any movie ever oh, yeah. created yeah. to even it's, release it. It's an NC-17 movie for sure. And I think it was like rated X when it first came out. And uh, it is highly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. To yeah. say the least. Um, I, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that you've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was looking around and I was like, there's no way... That he's seen this crazy horror movie yeah. that I've seen. Because I'm not necessarily a horror movie guy, but there are a it's, few out there to where it's, it's like... It's clo- It's more like snuff film. Like. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, it's kind of like Antichrist. Yeah. To where it's like, it's filmed beautifully, but the content is just gut-wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gut-wrenching movie, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what was worse. Uh, the first half or the second half? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, it's six one way, but that's another really. Yeah. It is a rough one. Oh, man. It's not one that you watch you know, a whole bunch of times, really. Like No. You like seeing it once or twice, and you're like, you know what? I'm probably good for 30 years. <laughs> well, the only reason I saw it twice is because I spoke about it to a friend of mine, and like, okay, well, well, we have to watch. Now it. I have to see what yeah. you're talking about. And I was like, are you sure you want to put yourself through what you're about to watch? Yeah. Um, the answer was yes, and I did as well. <laughs> so, like the closest that I can think of, like a movie like that. That uh, like I've had other people watch was maybe like Human Centipede, like version two. Yeah. Like Human Centipede two is just brutal. I don't know if I saw two. Saw one. Yeah. That was about enough. Yeah. One one's one's pretty gnarly, but two. You ever is... seen the Human Centipede before? Yes, I have. I've seen uh, the first one. Have you seen a Serbian film? No, I've never. You've told me about a Serbian film, but I haven't watched that yet. 
<laughs> I can't believe you have a poster of the Serbian <laughs> film in here, man. That is amazing. Yeah. The poster looks terrifying. <laughs> I'm scared of the poster. See, it's, I kind of want to see that movie. Really, now. Like, it's not. It's not it's, scary. Yeah, it's not. It's more or less just like you start to feel for the guy. Yeah. Uh, but then, then you don't. <laughs> Halfway through, I've heard it's just more of like a. It's very. It's like a, yeah, it's just super uncomfortable and like just getting through it is. Yeah, you should get a badge. Yeah. Yeah, I would see it. If I, mean, I were you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I like, I like films that push the boundaries, so I'm. I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. I don't know that I'll make it through it, but you'll make it through it. Yeah. You'll make it through it. Okay. Once you start, it's like okay. And I mean, the cool thing about it is it's a decent storyline, and it's the, kind of the same thing with Antichrist, where it's like, you know, even though it's just all about just making you feel as if you're you're questioning everything while you watch it, it's it's shot beautifully, it's well done, the storyline is fairly engaging. Yeah. But the entire time you're like, should I go on to the next scene? Does it get worse than what I yeah. just saw? Yeah. The answer is yes. It's always yes. And all the way to the very end on a Serbian film. Oh, man. Absolutely yes. Okay. And it does get worse than what you saw before. So that's Beautiful good. Beautiful ending. That's, that's good to know to where I can watch it. See, I have a, I have a problem where... Me and a buddy, I used to work at Red Lobster here in Lincoln. And uh, <laughs> me and a buddy that worked together, um, we had a contest. I don't know if I would call it a contest. We had like this competitive aspect to where we would each try and one-up each other with the most terrible, whether it was disgusting or gory or whatever video we could find on the internet. We would... We would we would trade the most screwed up videos on the internet that we could find. And it was like a one-up con. It became a one-up contest type deal. And I just, there are certain things now that I, I think, I, I, think I, I think I literally traumatized myself with some of the things that we watched. And desensitized to an extent, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to dip back into that, uh, yeah. That was a that was a dark that was a dark time. I don't want to. Well, wanna you should dive there. in a little bit. Uh, that's that's what's nice show. to know is to watch that. I'll and watch to it know... with you only so I can say I've watched it three, three times. times. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you watched it, Dane? I've watched it two, twice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Twice. Well, I have and to be Dane. I've, yeah. I watched it twice and then like I've gone back and like watched because you can like just like look at different clips on the internet and stuff like that. And so I've went back and like oh. Oh, that wow. scene. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. <laughs> what is it? I mean, it's a, like the 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 story of a Serbian film is this retired porn star gets offered a gig of just a well-funded gig, but he can't ask any questions, and it just spir- no for me, it dog. just spirals mm-hmm. into. Um, he starts to have a conscience, and it's a man that you don't think that would have a conscience. Uh, yeah, I can see how that would take a how that would how that might be able to take a dark twist. Well, you know, and it's one of those things to where it's like, look, you're down and out. You need some cash. 
here's a job that comes along. So it's like a realistic. Yeah, I mean, it's fairly realistic. Yeah. As far as believable. Maybe it'll happen in Serbia. I don't know. (laughs) I live in Nebraska. It's a film, (laughs) and it's Serbian, so, you know, who knows? Who knows? It could happen in Serbia if they have film there. You know, for me, horror (laughs) films are one of those things where it's like the psychological aspect of it is the most terrifying thing. I used to be terrified of, like, torture. And so, like, the first Saw movies or... um... The very first Saw movie is incredible. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and that's it, psychological too, though. It it was. I mean, yes, there's there's a bit of gore in it, but it's mostly psychological. And then they just went off like the gore deep end. Yeah. For the rest of them, but that first one, like, it's not really gory until he's. And they don't they don't show him cutting his, you know, cutting his leg. Or, yeah. Or that's they don't show, they show the it. reaction. Yes. But and then they just went ahead and just. Like, all right, we're going to show everything. Yeah. But if they'd have gone the more psychological route on that, though, rather than the physical, you know, gory stuff, it's like that the psychological movies are the ones that get me the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the ones mm-hmm. that maybe it's not in the moment, you know, in the theater, I'm not cringing or like losing my mind. But those are the ones that where I'm driving home from the movie theater, I'm like looking in my rearview mirror making you know like like oh shit no no one's stuck in my car right or like yeah you know i i just love i love being i love being scared but i hate being scared at the same time it's a it's like a, for me uh and i think this was probably around the same time that the saw movies came out like hostile was a movie yeah, that yeah, i just yeah. didn't see yeah because it was like i couldn't I, I know that that's the kind of horror that you still haven't seen it? <clears throat> I still haven't seen Hostel. Oh, mm. Hostel one is. I could probably handle it nowadays. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth is a is one of my favorite directors too. He he does a great job. I've gotten to the point now where there are so many things to watch. Oh. You know what? Do you, yeah. What do you choose? For sure. I mean, Netflix is constantly pumping out original series that are great. Hulu's doing the same thing. HBO. Uh, HBO's yeah. doing the same thing. You know, RIP HBO. Once Game of Thrones. Yeah, no kidding. Are you guys Thrones fans? I love Game of Thrones. I haven't seen an episode. No. Are you caught up? I'm caught up. Are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to see. There's one episode. I'll left. watch the whole thing once it's done. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good idea, I think. Yeah. I think... Um, I, I almost wanted to go back and watch... Like, I've watched all the seasons... I almost wanted to go back and watch all of them again before, but like once the season started up, like yeah, I just it just right fell right back into place. So yeah, really like I could remember everything that happened. So there's a I see a lot of um, outrage online from people that are like not happy with this season. What do you think? Oh, I, I and I and I I see the same outrage from like like this last episode. I'm like. She said that's she what it's been leading it. up to, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, okay. She said she's gonna do this in season two. Like. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> I seriously am like, that's that's why I think it's a good thing to watch without the without the you know the year and a half lapse. long. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think that that's what this whole thing has been leading up to. I never would have predicted that it would have turned out like this, but but now that it has, you know, everyone wants like the happy ending and the and I, I don't want to get too into spoilers here, if, especially if you're going to watch it. But uh, it's well, like, going to be a no spoiler episode, and it's and it's not ended yet, so we don't yeah. really know how it's going to end. But yeah, it. 
Like, yeah, the people that were upset, they just evidently had forgotten. Yeah, because, or they wanted it to be a happy ending yeah. type thing. And I, it's never, Game of Thrones has never <laughs> been that way. Yeah. They killed off the main character in, like, the first season, like, eight episodes in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. And it's like... Find a new main character. Yeah, I don't... What what bothers me is... The only thing that bothers me about this season, but I can also get past it, is... They do... It does seem a little rushed, but at the same time, it is skipping... It's not unbelievable. It's rushed, but it's not... It's like... This happened, and then they don't show all the kind of boring details yeah. of how they got to that conclusion, and then they give you sort of context clues on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are really mad about that, but I honestly kind of like that about a finale season. It's like you just want to get right into it yeah. and get serious and do all the heavy start, shit that everyone's wanted. answering the questions from the last seven years that yeah. we had. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're answering questions, and yeah, I mean... So it's they're they're fast paced episodes and there's a lot of stuff to pick up on, oh, but it's episode, like episode three was eighty minutes of just like nonstop. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so people are like mad about that because it's it's part of it is like you know kind of giving the audience what they want, but at the same time not in the way that they wanted really. Yeah. So it's like there's this oh whoops there's this like huge yeah pull of like. I wanted this so bad, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't know. It's oh, it's such a great, I, it's a great series. So, do you have you just not watched it because like you just wanted to wait till it was done? Well, for one, I don't have HBO, okay. so that kind of puts a. Well, I've had HBO on and off throughout the whole series, and it's been one of those things where it's like I don't know if I'm going to have it for the entire so you don't get thing. So I didn't get into it until the. Fifth or sixth season, probably. Yeah, I binge watched first five seasons. Yeah. So what? This is season seven or eight? This is seven. Seven. No, this is eight. Eight. And yeah. this is the last, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yep. And it's only six episodes. Like. But they're each like an hour and a half long, mm. almost. But yeah, I binge watched the first five seasons and then watched watched kind of almost weekly. Although this. This year, I I waited for like the first three to come out, and then I watched all those, and then I'm caught up. But, nice. Uh, I mean, that's you know just kind of talking about like what you guys are doing is is the way that people how they consume their media these days. Um, they're the, the the way of you know sitting there and waiting. Yep. For for it. Everybody wants everything all at first. The, they want to be the yeah. first one to see it, yeah. yeah, or to be in the group that's like, yeah, yeah. And then if it's out there, they want all of it. Yep. Like, it's. I mean, it's kind of like human nature to idolize things, and so you find these, you find these characters, you find these personalities, you find these influencers, and uh, you know you're going conti- to continually go back to those same people over and over and over again. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Something I think about with this project a lot is that, like, I I think I talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, the camera work is something that it's live. And if it, you know, if I, if I trip and drop the camera, fumble the camera, whatever, it's like, there's this kind of trend of. By the People, way, I haven't seen you do that once yet, and I've watched a few. Well, of them. yeah, me either. In the, in, the, in the beginning, in the beginning, especially like the first, the first four 
streams in particular. I think it was Will's, Hillary's. Um, when you were kind of getting you, well, when I was and also when you we didn't have the I, nice little setup that we have now. Yeah. When so when we first started, I was using literally a DSLR, and I was holding the camera strap around my neck and then extending my arms out, so the tension of the strap was like my stabilizer. Mm -hmm. I was doing, you know, these are like an hour long, 45 minute to an hour long set. So I'm trying to hold this tension that whole time and that just got exhausting. Um, but so that was like, there's, there's just this trend kind of now of people having these super polished Instagram and Facebook accounts and like, look at all these, you know, look at all these things, look at all these trips that I'm going on, all these things I'm doing. But it's kind of cool to like be on the opposite side of that to where it's like, this is this is what I'm doing every week. It might not be, you know, it might not be perfect, but I think this is really cool and I think that other people can appreciate this too and it's a way to help out the bands that are coming on and I don't know. It's just uh Well, and I think the marketing uh, on Instagram uh, as opposed to something like YouTube is yeah. totally different to where Instagram is definitely more of that like Lifestyle. polished how can I make this thing look yeah. better than it is. Yeah. And YouTube, Twitch is more or less just like, you know, how can I interact with people? How can I make this engaging? Yeah, how can I get people to see this? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. And I think really giving people an opportunity to be a part of it, it's, it's, I mean, that is so crucial. You know, if you could find a way to get people involved with Fridge Guys to where they could submit questions or whatever else, like, yeah. people just feel... And I, I'm, I'm right there with them. Like, if I can feel a, a, as if I'm part of the production of what's happening, it's, it's huge. And, you know, that's kind of like with our idea of a Patreon is like, you know, even, even putting people's names on the credits screen for being a Patreon member, it's like, you literally made this happen. Uh, it wasn't some giant donor. It wasn't some... Huge sponsorship. Uh, huge sponsorship. Or, yeah. It's like yeah. you, as an individual, made everything that we are doing here happen. Because there's a lot of people out there who who have no idea how it is we do what we do, yeah. uh, and it's taken it's taken me years upon years of of practice and trial and trial and error to to actually see through what we're doing. Uh, and the same thing goes for Charlie's graphic design. Even the same thing goes for the the stuff that you're doing. It's like everything. Every time you sit behind that microphone, it's all about trial and error. Oh, of course, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, um, some people that have, like have reached out to me, like uh, like James uh, Musman in in Colorado. He sent me beer. Mm. He uh, who's tw he twice now. He's just a listener in Colorado. Nice. <laughs> and uh, he sent he sent me and the and the three beers later guys. He sent them beers sent me beer he there's another package that i'm waiting to get he sent beers just just to share them with with the the audience and with myself so we can talk about them um and kind of the same thing like i was telling you the heavy drinking guys um from connecticut heavy drinking podcast um i, I forget what it was probably episode 14 of theirs like i sent them beer because I wanted them to try, like they they do something that's not necessarily similar, but they're they're drinking beers while they're doing a podcast. I sent them all Nebraska beers, I sent them like sixteen beers, sure. and they drink all of them, 
in one night on a podcast. <laughs> nice. They just they just called the Nebraska episode Dane. Nice. <laughs> That's they, awesome. They they just called it that, and I called into them twice. Like, well, they called me the first time. I called in uh, the second time, and. Uh, and and they were just like they were flabbergasted if that's that's an old person word but they were they couldn't believe like just this some fat dude in Nebraska <laughs> listened to their podcast and cared enough to send them beer and and like talk to them yeah and it got to the point where like I flew out there last year and hung out with them awesome was, super cool like, I was like these guys are doing a podcast that's awesome but like we hung out and now we text during the week and stuff like that and we have a great you know we have a good good texting you know buddy relationship or whatever and at some point i'm gonna get them here we're gonna fly them out here and and then we're gonna hit up some places we'll do a podcast here and you tell us when you do that yeah yeah for have sure come on grady's show yeah yeah but, for sure that'd be super yeah. cool yeah it's just and you can come along too the yeah. ultimate episode. Yeah, we got sixteen inputs. So as long as we, you don't we have got seventeen to, people, we have to call that one uh, like Nebraska beer one hundred and twenty or yeah. something yeah. like that. It'll be a long one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those those guys are those guys are fun. And and even one of them, his name's Paulo. He told me he's like, you know, I wasn't sure like if people were even listening to this. He's like, the fact that you like reached out early on in their in their episodes like really helped him like. Okay, let's do this. Somebody's listening to this. Yeah. I'm sure there's other people that will. And mm-hmm. and the same thing with some of my fans, just like the interactions on Twitter. Knowing that uh, that they're listening and and they enjoy it, and that they want to be a part of it is just awesome. For so. sure. You know, I might. I'm 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 just spit spitballing ideas here, okay. but that that kind of takes me back to what we we're talking about a little bit it's earlier. Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. This is a, here's, here's, a fr- here's a frisbee. I'll toss it your way. You can throw it back or drop it if you want. Uh, that would be like that's kind of cool. That's you. I think that's something unique about you that you do is like the buying, the selling, trading of beers. Um, it would be really cool if you could set up some kind of portal on a, you know, you said you're you have um, fridgeguys.beer to have like. A form or like maybe a list of the beers that you've got that you're willing to trade and to have people offer like hey here's what I've got that I would trade for this or like to make that a part of your to make that a part of your show would be something super cool I don't know I mean how expensive is it to ship like a glass bottle well that's the that's the trick yeah yeah technically it's illegal to ship beer no really (laughs) really Yes, you're not. So we're not doing that. <laughs> so we will. So never mind. That is not a plan at all. Yeah, that yes. is never happening here, ever. Yeah, it's, it's frowned upon, but uh, it happens. I mean, it happens. All no the kidding. Time. Why? Yeah. I, well, I suppose I know exactly. Well, why that probably is. state liquor laws and just boundaries like that. Is that yeah. kind of the yeah. thing? Yeah, I mean, technically, I could ship to somebody. That's under 18 a 16 year old kid yeah yeah i don't do that we don't do that here on the frisbee guys podcast that's not a thing here but uh, not endorsed no it's definitely not but uh, bad idea charlie sorry no dog treats for you uh, i'm I'm just throwing hey uh, hey listen listen i'm just throwing the frisbee here okay (laughs) 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 all right i'm gonna 
So why don't we just... We, I already drank this one. We didn't even talk about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, this... This... this re- oh, this... Oh, I'm glad that we drank this one. Got rid of it in my fridge. <laughs> it's the, uh... The, the Boatswain Double IPA. This is, uh... uh or it's called the Bosun... Beers are unique brews made in small batches. This double IPA has a pleasant bitterness from extra hops. This one is big, bold beer. This is actually from Trader Joe's. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it's my least favorite because it yep. has the most licorice flavor. Yeah, so what is that? That's So when I was, I, I think we, I don't know, I can't remember if that was when we started recording or not, but I'm not a huge fan of Saison's, and that is like pretty close that flavor is what i think of when i think of saison so maybe i'm wrong in thinking that i don't like saisons but is it like a- this is just a bad ipa really is what this is <laughs> it's just, it's just terrible trader joe's is not known for making good, good the beer. spice the spice aspect of that you know what i mean it's like a clovey i don't know how to describe that just not very good. I'm glad that. But it's it's have, funny that that's an IPA. Yeah, that definitely did not taste like an IPA. I didn't have to drink that much. <laughs> Thank you guys. Hey, well, welcome. you know, five beers in, it's not terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we would have started off with that. You guys were like, "What kind of show?" Was yeah. This? What is I'm this? Getting out of here. Cancel. I'm out. So we're gonna finish. Um, this is a Boundary Bay Scotch Ale, twelve ounce can. Um, I'm gonna go down. This is only six point four percent, so it's regular, regular uh, hot beer. We've got uh, malts: Turo Pale, Cardistan, Munich Crystal, Chocolate Roast, and Wheat. Um, the hops are Pearl, Cascade, Mount Hood, and uh, thirty-one IBUs. You guys have many Scotch ales before? Never. No, I've had a few. Um... Not that I can name off the top of my head, but... The closest been, beer that we would have had tonight would have been that old ale. Yeah. It would have been similar to this scotch ale, I bet. Living with Grady, I've definitely had a scotch ale in my day. Um, and I'm pretty sure Will is a is a pretty big fan of scotch ales. Yeah, it's a little darker. Darker colors. Got some good, good malt nose on it. Kind of a dark amber, maybe. That's not bad. I don't know where Boundary Bay is from, though. You don't know where Boundary Bay is from? Mm-mm. Uh, Bellingham, Washington. Oh, okay. Brewed and canned there. This one, uh, this, this one's a little thicker. For being only six percent, it's a kind of a chewy beer. For yeah, sure! You wow, gotta, you got to finish somewhere. <laughs> well, hey, this isn't this well, isn't a bad one to finish on. At least you didn't finish on the uh, the the, yeah. the yeah. licorice IPA. Yeah, that was not good. This tastes really good though. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't taste bad. It's just. I guess I don't know as far as the Scotch ale goes. I don't know exactly what the uh, parameters are, but you know, some Scotch ales have a lot of like peat. Like, are you guys, do you guys drink Scotch? Scotch, scotch. Mm. I love scotch. I mean, you put it in my <laughs> hands, scotch, and I'll scotch, probably scotch. put it down my throat. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, you don't get that like peatiness in this scotch ale. Like some some of those ones, I just, I'm not a huge like peat fan. Yeah, some some of those scotches I don't like like that. But this one's not too bad. The the branding on this one screams Bud Light. <laughs> For sure, yeah. You know, if you were to, if you were to checkered hand me label, this, the checkered blue label, yeah. After like five of these solo, I wouldn't have a question. Yeah, you'd say something's wrong with this Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It tastes good. On? Yeah, right. What's yeah. Going on? yeah, it tastes it's, great. It has flavor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's um, when it comes to domestics. I used to be big into Bush Light, Bud Light, all those. Obviously, when I was a when I was a uh, 21 and above year old. Um, but when, you know, now that I've gotten a little older, it's like, if I'm going to drink a domestic, I want something. I want like the PBR or the yeah, hams, Bush hands. Schlitz. Yeah. Schlitz, like Bush heavy, like any of those ones that are like, have some flavor to them. Maybe they're not, you know, not a light beer. Yeah, something that's not maybe the best for you, some but high life. Yeah, for sure. We're drinking. Uh, we're drinking high life's on the party bus, weren't we? At Grady's wedding. I was drinking Miller White Claws. Oh, White Claws, <laughs> dude. I love White Claws too. I can't. I can't hate on White Claws. I'm sorry, I laughed out loud. <laughs> hey, laugh out loud all you want, man. <laughs> Good grapefruit like White Claw. I'm drinking high life's. No, I was drinking white, white claws. <laughs> I don't know that I had any white claws on uh, on Freddie's wedding day. I can honestly say I've never actually drank a white claw ever, so it might be delicious. Do you do you like uh, just carbonated water? Absolutely not. Not no. your, not for yeah. you. No, I live off the. Stuff, that's kind of that's kind of the deciding factor. If you like white claws, if you yeah. like Lacroix, no, you like white claws. I think Lacroix is the worst thing ever. Oh man, really? I love Lacroix. Yeah. Big fan. My wife uses them for like mixers all the time. I've tried them a couple times. I cannot stand them. It's I, more fun to me. It's just more fun than drinking regular water. Uh, there's that, but for me, it was like, like I really love a Coke every once in a while, and it was like, okay, how can I shift my taste buds to not want pop? But I again, it's all about that feeling. So I love that carbonated feeling yeah. when I'm drinking it. I saw. And if you if you adjust your taste buds to not expect that sugary or anything, uh, then you'll appreciate a, a, a decent. I haven't I haven't drank pop for a long time. Yeah, I, me either. Like I don't I don't know why I decided to stop doing that. I just one day was like, this is a lot of sugar, and mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. I'm not I don't want to. I started drinking pop when I was like 14 or 15. Yeah, I I don't. And it wasn't even like, I never had any big like health risks that I was like, oh man, I really need to cut back. But it was just something I decided to do. But but I, I hated carbonated water when I first started Sam, it too. Sam. And it was one of those things where it's like, you just drink it over and over again and then your taste buds start to adjust. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not expecting that sweet or full flavor. And I'm just kind of experiencing the, the sensation yeah. of drinking that. I saw a meme that was like, uh, LaCroix is like, LaCroix is like uh, water with TV static. And that was like the perfect... That's exactly what LaCroix is. Yes. It's not even so much about the flavor. It's just like the kind of burn, you know? Mm. It's not not, mm. it's not a burn. It's like a sizzle. Well, it's, I so, keep drinking beer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I got plenty of carbonation in my beers. You mentioned that you <clears throat> your first your first drink was when you were definitely over twenty one. Yeah, but I literally did not drink a lick of alcohol until I was twenty one years old. Same. <clears throat> my first beer was. Uh, at Yaya's, it was a double IPA. Nope. I nice. don't know. I don't remember what it was, but it was bought to me by uh, Jordan Classic. Oh man! Shout out if you make it. Uh, you know, an hour and a half into this episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, we're deep we in it over, now. We are over two hours. We're really? Two, yeah. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, awesome, man. This is blown by. Uh, to be honest, I was so nervous when we first came in here. I was <laughs> like, was. "How are we going to talk for an hour and a half about what we're doing?" But oh, we talk about what you're doing. We, we talk shoot about the breeze. Whatever we drink and. Yeah, that's just, that's what I like, you know, on the fridge, guys. That's what we do. We just have a good time, have a conversation, and if people want to listen to it, great. Yep. Great. Yep. If they don't, great. Bye. Great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Maybe at some point they will. Yeah. Come across it, but. Uh, For sure. Well, we've made it this far into the episode, uh, a shameless self-promotion about something I'm really, really, really excited about for BCN is yeah. this year we are partnering with Lincoln Calling. Oh, yes. And so we are going to stream from the basement on night one to bars downtown. And they're going to pump it through their sound system. And then on night two, we're going to stream from the studio down to the bars. And they're going to pump it from sound systems. And on the third night, we're actually going to go downtown and we're going to stream from Lincoln Calling. Wow. And uh, just... Just pumped. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think that having under 200... <clears throat> 200 YouTube subscribers at this point in time that we would actually be presented with an opportunity this large. But it's just a tremendous opportunity to get a ton of exposure. Um, and I, I hope it's as successful as I'm envisioning it being. For sure. Yeah. We uh, are, are kind of back of mind uh, goal has been to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Once we do that, we can... Uh, Right now, our tipping system goes through PayPal, so it gets a little difficult to have people tip and take some away from the stream, and they're, it has to take them to another web page, and it's kind of a pain. Um, with YouTube, once we hit 1,000 subscribers, we can enable YouTube Super Chats, which allows people to tip directly within YouTube, use their credit card. It's a, it's a quick and easy, simple process. You never have to leave the stream. Um, so that's always been kind of a goal that we've been aiming for since the beginning of this, but to hit, to, to have, um, you know, to have this opportunity to partner with Lincoln, Lincoln exposed, um, calling, Lincoln calling, Lincoln, okay. Lincoln calling. I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I played, I played, we, we played Lincoln exposed last time, Lincoln yeah. calling. And uh, Lincoln exposed at some point in time, but yes, yeah, Lincoln I mean, calling. if we could, if we could partner with Lincoln exposed too, that would be sweet. Definitely. Um, but uh, Lincoln calling, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just super cool that things are sort of in motion and uh, happening before we've even really hit our big goal that we're kind of aiming for. So, mm-hmm. so that means um, listeners to the Fridge Guys podcast, you guys need to go and subscribe to Basement Creators Network. Uh, YouTube page for sure. There's w- a possibility. www.bit.ly/slash/subscribe to BCN. We'll send you right to a page that allows you to hit a button and subscribe. And that also, uh, if you do that, there's the possibility that we will have the opportunity to um, 
to host some sort of giveaway or raffle or something for um, Lincoln Calling tickets. So, mm, yes. Oh, wow. That's that's definitely going to be happening. When is yeah. Lincoln Calling Cup? When is that? September eighteenth, I think, through the twenty-first. So we got the summer to get. Through. I might be wrong on that. Yep. You guys are going to have a lot more <clears throat> live shows before then. Yep, for sure. We'd we like are booked to, through August. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's We'd awesome. like to. Um, I think it'd be really <laughs> cool to get for us to get out somewhere. Besides, we we kind of stick to the basement in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to get out and do whether it's an outdoor show or you know a show from a bar somewhere, a brewery, wherever. Um, yeah. I think that'd be a ton of fun. But uh, yeah, we're. I mean, it's like things keep happening one after the other. We're booked out through August. Um, I think you know it's it's exciting to me because bands are excited. Yeah, and so like we're starting now to to get to have bands reach out to us, and they're like, "We want to come on the show. We want to play." We've hit the point where we've had to turn bands down because they say that, or at least push not, them. Back. Yeah, not to turn yeah. them down, but to say sorry that date's taken, you yeah. know, type thing. Because um, we really just don't have the time to do more than once a week. Yeah, and even then, we're spreading ourselves thin because. Like we take in all multi-track audio, and so we we mix these sessions afterwards. We master them. We distribute them on all the streaming platforms. We put them out on YouTube. Like honestly, the there's hours upon hours of data entry <laughs> that goes into every single band. Not, that not comes to even through. mention the, like yeah, the post-production <laughs> stuff and mixing and color correcting and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, what keeps me going is just every time a band comes on, it's just this this energy and excitement to come and be on the show and have you had repeat guests have you had repeat bands <clears throat> um jeff iwanski is yes. the is probably the only he's a the repeat he's the probably the only repeat individual that we've had on yeah. um but he's come on with the different bands yeah so on. jeff jeff is very involved in the music scene um and he actually plays in a band with vince um i Magma Melodier. Melodier? Is that Melodier. How Okay, I never know how to pronounce the band name, so I've just never said it out loud. Uh, <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's how we get famous. Yeah. Word of mouth, uh, more like, <laughs> more like uh, word of computer screen. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jeff's been on a couple times, uh, and he's Jeff not only is a great musician, but he's a great visual artist, uh, painter, screen printer type of thing. All so, of the art that you see around the entire studio is all Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first time Jeff came on, he brought a bunch of uh, paintings and prints that he had done before. Um, threw those up around the room. Um, oh, yeah, I think I pointed one of those out when uh, when we when I was walking. Probably. Stadium, yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, so it has a kind of horror <clears throat> vibe to yeah, it, you know. For it's, sure. It's definitely more of a grungy. Definitely grungy for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I love Jeff's artwork. Um, but then he came on with his band Blood and Ready. Love to get Magma Melodier on there. Um, be a lot of fun. We put on an album every like once or two years. And that's yeah. just kind of how we play. Yeah. You know. Hey, you guys want to get together and put out another album? Yeah. And sure, Jeff has like seven songbooks written of like stuff that he just puts together. Well, now you could get together and do it on uh, BCN, and you don't need a recording label. Exactly. Exactly. Like Have that. one right as soon as it's done. Yeah. Some of these recordings that bands are living with, I mean, they sound incredible. Yep. I listen to them, you yeah. know? And that's not even just like a, 
like, hey, this is what I did. It's like I really enjoyed that recording. I yeah. cannot wait to listen to it again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's super exciting. Yeah, same. Verse and the Vices, when they came on, they were, oh, man. They were like, I mean, not not to not to disrespect any band that came on before them, but Verse and the Vices was like the first one that I was like, wow, we're doing something that's really incredible here. Like this band is, this band is obviously super talented, but the fact that we're providing them a, you know, their own, a, mu- a live music video, a live recording, we're putting this out on Spotify, we're doing all these things was like, this is, like this is much bigger than I ever would have expected it to become type of deal. Um, so that was kind of the first eye opener. I was were they the first band that we had on? <clears throat> I think they may have been like the first full band. I think that might be that might have been like the clicking moment where it was like it felt like more than just singer songwriters. Yeah, like up. an open. No mic. offense to the previous yeah, singer yeah. songwriters because yeah. they were fantastic. Yeah, they were fantastic, but it's like. It, it just turns from more of like an open mic type situation to more of a venue sure. kind of type thing. So we'd love to eventually grow to where You're you know we have basement. a we have a physical space. Yeah, yeah. we're out of the basement. Um, bands coming through Nebraska on tour, yeah. like we could be a spot where those bands would stop and and play. Uh, just knowing that it's like, hey, you know. Um, if there's a certain amount that that band has to make to keep going, uh, there's a good chance they're going to make it coming on our network just because we've set up these tipping platforms and everything like that and people are getting involved. Um, sure, they can, you know, instead of sitting at wherever during the day, they could come on, do a show with you guys, and then they've got their yeah. venue show that night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even come on during like midday. I would be fun with even doing like a little three session, like three song session yep. midday for like Promo some big band deal. that has a show coming up in the bourbon or whatnot. I just want to put it out there since we're on a podcast right now. I'm going to put it into the internet and I'm not expecting anything to happen from this, but Portugal the Man yeah, is, come coming, on. is coming through on uh, July sometime in, at the Bourbon. There's a good possibility that the artificial intelligence within Siri and Amazon and all those places... Yeah, it could maybe say, redirect If we say Portugal, the, Portugal, Portugal, the, man, Portugal the, the Man, Portugal the Man, Portugal the Man three times, yeah. they'll appear in the, in the internet okay. mirror. BCN, BCN, BCN. Portugal the Man, Portugal the Man, Portugal, Portugal the Man. man. Okay. Um, come on. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, they're playing at the Bourbon on a random Tuesday or something that's kind of like an off tour day for them probably coming through Nebraska. Um, but we, it, we would love to have, to be able to make BCN a place where even bands like that, bigger bands that are more well-known could come through. Um, you know, there's not, outside of the Pinnacle Bank Arena, there's not a lot of venues in town that could fit more than a thousand people. Um, so we can we can fit as many literally as many as you can imagine um so that's kind of the cool thing about what we're doing we're hoping to portugal the man portugal the man (laughs) portugal the man (laughs) oh man (laughs) yes all right guys well that this was fun this was a ton of fun. Hey, thanks for yeah. having us on, man. This is um, great. Give me, you know, let's give the listeners where we can find, you know, you guys have so many platforms. Where can they find you? Where can they subscribe? Where can they follow um, what you guys are doing? 
Uh, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, just basementcreators.network, uh, YouTube, uh, bit.ly slash bcn YouTube, or bit.ly slash subscribe to bcn, um, or just type in Basement Creators Network on YouTube, Instagram, at Basement Creators. Uh, we have a website now that is literally basementcreators.network. Um, on that website, you can leave tips, you can shop our store, you can see all of our feeds from all of our social platforms, you can view our, our live videos right on that platform. Um, you know, every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock is when we go live. That's kind of how it's just going to be from here on out. That's right. Um, so definitely um, my Facebook followers follow uh, Basement Network. I mean, because you get the – I get the – the alert every time you guys are going live. Yeah. Oh, nice. On, on Facebook, so every time you guys go live, because I follow you, it comes up and and I can you know sit there on my iPad watch you guys you know well not necessarily watch you guys but watch what you guys are doing yeah. with those bands definitely yep a lot of people watch on uh, a lot of people will throw it up on their Roku or their you know exactly. on their yeah. PlayStation on the YouTube YouTube app on their TV. Um, my parents watch it in their living room. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can watch it on your phone, on your TV, on your desktop, wherever. Um, that's a good time. It's fairly family-friendly. For the most yeah. part. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't drop yeah. a whole lot of cuss words. No, it, it depends on it, Yeah, it depends on the band. I would say uh, if the band is family-friendly, we are family-friendly. So 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Family-friendly. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. If you're not, but yeah, hey, when does this when does this episode release? Probably tomorrow. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, like afternoon. Yeah. All right. Well, tune in to, to tune in tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to catch Emily Bass uh, yeah. and her whole band. What is the? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna. Be, I feel so bad. What's the band name? I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up right now. Counter up. I'm five. I'm six beers in, and uh, I. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now you're eight beers in. <laughs> well, I'm Man. I'm enough beers in where I can't find the new Facebook icon. <laughs> that, that did happen. We got updated on Facebook this week. It's a different blue, and it's not centered. No. Kind of yeah, that. I don't know. Emily Bass and the Near Miracle. Yes. There you go. So Emily they're going to be an eight-piece. Emily Bass is really awesome. She's She's been um, in the Lincoln... Uh, music scene for quite a while. Mm -hmm. I did sound for her up in Norfolk, Nebraska, when I was uh, up there for audio engineering school. Yeah, uh, and so I'm excited to work with her again. Nice tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. tune in. Yes, thank you, Vince. Thank you, Charlie. For sure. Thanks for having us so much, Dane. We appreciate it. Yes. Thanks yeah, for uh, thanks for drinking some of my beers. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your beers. Um, any of the what what stood out to you guys tonight? I was just thinking if I was going to do a quick fire um, ranking, I would say IPA the last. Yeah, that's yeah. last. Um, I would put the Scotch the second to the last. What was it? What was our purple IPA? At, that at was first? The, the Aslan beer. I think that was special drops. That was my number one. Number one. Okay. Okay. Honestly, it was kind of in order for the most part. I liked <laughs> I liked the sour a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The clown shoes was pretty sweet. Yep. That, Honestly, the, the, the that Neapolitan was super good. Yeah, it was super good, man. Almost ahead of the clown shoes. This here. IPA was in there. 
And then I think that Neapolitan was right. No, yeah. actually, this Scotch ale was, I think, about that. Okay. Well, I would disagree with that, but you know, you're entitled. So to this is opinion. this is our this is our they're, ranking they're right pretty here. Pretty close there. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, but also remember, folks who are listening, Charlie loves dog treats. So <laughs> anything that you just heard right there, from a taste standpoint, totally out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't love them. I ate them for love hey, of my chocolate lab, dude. You, I don't. I don't have a dog here, but if I had some dog treats, he's he's eight beers in. He might. Yeah. I, w- I definitely. There's no doubt in my mind. I would eat a dog treat this deep into the podcast. Oh man! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, man. Thanks for having us on. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this, this was a ton of fun, Dane. Thanks. This was episode 16 of Fridge Guys podcast. You can. Uh, I think we already talked about fridgeguys.beer, threebeerslater.com, um, fridge underscore guys on Twitter, fridge guys on Facebook, Dane Patton on Instagram. Um, it's all there for your listening, listening pleasure. And uh, we'll see what happens next week. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have anybody scheduled, but I took a couple of weeks off and I want to get back into things because this is just a fun time. So... We'll talk to you guys soon.